0: Twinkie here. Palmer and Dave asked me to tell you that this episode of Long Walk Short Drink is sponsored by Audible. As listeners of the show, you get a free audiobook download, as well as a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash LWSD. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from, and they're available on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash LWSD and download your free audiobook today.
1: Just play the game. If you're the first one that gets all three of yours turned in, I'll show you my tits. Whoa! That is the most powerful image ever put on film. And it
2: is one of the most magical things I've ever seen or heard. What's the a- opposite of hetero? Wait, wait, wait no. FOMO. <laughs> how does that work, though? Wait, so how can you be my hetero life, mate, and now that I have a wife? Huh. It doesn't work. Like, no, it, it does doesn't because work. It doesn't work. Shit. To,
1: uh, 2018 um yeah well, it's well, been a minute uh, Jesus, isn't <laughs> a fucking crazy and it's already like uh day 10 into 2018 um, oh yeah which is mind-boggling to say the least so um yeah i i can't believe how it's already 10 days in like i'm i'm watching all the other um all the other sites and blogs and vlogs and everything, like they're throwing all their 2017 stuff up, and I'm like, holy shit, we gotta get going. Like we are <laughs> yeah. already, it's gonna our shit's not up yet. So I know. But it will like, be soon though. Yeah, no, it'll be fine and uh it'll be great because you know that's just our style. That's just what we do. But uh I say let's let's just without let's just without any fanfare, let's just get our beers up and oh fuck uh, yeah, it, yeah. Uh get those going. So
2: I actually have um, one from my our beer exchange at the oh, from the Star Wars excursion the, the ten yeah uh, yeah the ten ton oatmeal stout which is one of the beers I would want you know you would toast to me but I'd be like oh I can't get that yeah but I did get it because we were all together. Uh, oh, not man. quite a month ago, I guess. Yeah. Uh, watching the Star Wars. Such a great time. So yeah, for this Dayton, Ohio beer, drinking it, I'm gonna be drinking it in this Minnesota cup in Northfield, Minnesota, oh. where I'm talking to you from today, Dave, talking to you from
1: Northfield, Minnesota, and Palmer from Dayton, Ohio, <laughs> who gave Dave that beer. He's about to drink. That's from uh yeah. Warped Wing Brewery, which is mm-hmm. um this brewery that showed up literally all, overnight. There was no Warped Wing. And then it felt like the next day it was everywhere. They had <clears throat> and their brewery open downtown that you could go get like fresh beer, but also overnight it felt like there was just warped wing. There was like three different kinds that they had. There was like Ermel's Flying Rye, that 10 ton oatmeal stout, and I um Hot Bomb, I think is what it's it's like a really hoppy IPA. And uh I think that's what the name of it is but those were like the three that you could get in the can uh but that again it like showed up overnight but that's my that was my favorite that's still like a good standby that's not my favorite beer that they make uh but that is a good one
2: well, i'm excited to uh to drink it i saved a handful of lo- what i'm thinking of as long long short drink beers or beers that came from that beer exchange in awesome. Iowa. Uh, what do you have tonight uh, oh just a good old standby the award winner. award winner, yes. You know what I mean? Hell yeah! <laughs> fuck that shit, paps. <laughs> well, yeah. not fuck paps, but you know. yeah. yeah, no.
3: <laughs> I get... Fuck
2: Frank... <laughs> that shit. Yeah. yeah, Frank Booth won't have it. Are oh, right, you crack? Yeah. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> On three, there three. It. Ooh, yeah, that was that's satisfying. Yeah. Ooh, this looks pretty.
1: Yeah, it's a oh, it's such a good, <sighs> that's and it's like one of those like really caramely heads which is like that's what she said that's what she said <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> if That works it just has head in there
2: cheers <clears throat> cheers sir oh yeah that'll do <laughs> that's great so we uh, we've been keeping a regular you know publication uh, schedule, and I think to keep uh, to well I think I act like I don't know to keep up <laughs> with, with trying to be current. We put the Star Wars one up before the last one that we published, which the the, the one just prior to this. Um, Number
1: 37 37 <laughs> in a row. <laughs> hey, <come> back here.
2: <laughs> Which we Part saved. Uh...
1: Dick you on your way to the parking lot. <laughs> yes, yeah.
2: we saved that because of the uh, Kevin Smith tie-in, and uh, yeah, but and that was recorded shortly just after Thanksgiving. So as it's yeah, turned we, out, we released we sp- them
1: out of order than yeah. how we recorded
2: them. Yeah. Which we don't often do, but seemed worthwhile in this case. And kudos
1: to you for like getting the turnaround on the, um, you know, the last Jedi stuff out so fast, so that it could happen like that. Um, Oh no, it was a
2: it was a blast. That was that was a lot of fun to uh, to put together. And so that's the one. If you listen to the podcast as a podcast, which most of our audience does, I'd encourage you to check out at least the first few minutes of, Star, of the Star Wars episode, the three, 36.5 on YouTube, just because there's a lot of visual
1: extra yeah. stuff there. And um, so I'm, I'm behind in listening, so I'm not up to that yet. Oh. Uh, but I have started watching or listening to the podcast from YouTube just for the video highlights at the beginning. Um, oh yeah yeah. So I would I would suggest I was I have been converted. I listened on Stitcher to the podcast and have since been under Dave's suggestion like moved over to the uh watching them on YouTube uh because the beginning section where you would normally hear uh just the highlights from the episode uh he has left in the video of those so you see them happening in real time from because we pulled the audio from these live uh youtube sessions right now so like what we're doing right now the ultimately the audio from this will be stripped out and uh chopped up uh and will become the podcast
2: yeah yeah and i um i I wasn't able to early on and every once in a while there's an issue that comes up that prohibits it but for the most part the um the video is i mean it's the same Uh, i literally the, so it has like a little screen for the King Corner and a screen for Shit the Bride Says and Dave's Digs, all of those that we've done in the last like handful of episodes. I don't think I've done like a Palmer's Pleasure or a Learning from the Internet just yet. But right now, those are static intros on the on the video. But like, yeah, it's they're identical, whereas it used to be when we were even we do live sessions. The live videos that you could watch on YouTube the, that do have our faces interchanging and cutting with our guests or what have you would also have a lot of extra stuff, including like bathroom breaks and whatnot. But yeah, so if ever um, you know we're talking about something that you'd like to see these days, and actually today I have tons of visual aids for the, some of what I'm going to talk about. You'll be able to, if you're not watching on YouTube, you could always go to YouTube later uh, if you want to see some stuff like that. Anyhow, awesome. fuck all that. I haven't. We haven't really talked for. Like, I know, like
1: this in a in a, almost a month, I guess. Well, yeah. Uh, well, so we did Des Moines, and that was like our last real hurrah before the holidays hit, and then the holidays hit, and then it's. I feel like we were in like this post-holiday slump because we were like hit with that really, really cold. Did you guys get hit with a really yeah. bad cold? Cold. <laughs> <Yes>. Cold snap. <laughs> it was very um, cold which <laughs> minus whatever was, yeah yours was probably way worse than ours even uh was but we, it, it it stayed right around 0 uh the whole yeah. the whole time uh for like a week and a half um and now it just now it's starting to warm up where it's into the like high 30s close to 40 but friday we're supposed to get like double snow storm snow and ice storm <laughs> Uh, coming through that's going to pretty much wipe us out for the weekend uh, which yeah. luckily it's a three-day weekend which is going to be great oh, yeah, yeah
2: i know. have that too do you, you do have a three-day
1: yep yep that's cool. uh and then we have president's day in february and then the, then there's like a drought of days off until memorial day uh I, maybe we get something oh, for right, easter yeah. we might get something for easter i don't know
2: but that's yeah, good. actually, I I think um I think as we're scheduled, this will go up, and we're talking about this bef- you know going into that weekend, and I think this will go up midnight on that Monday. Oh, okay. Unless something happens with the edit, so we're pretty current for the first time in a in a while. Other oh, than the Star awesome. Wars.
1: <laughs> well, and uh, um, and I definitely think this this um I I I perceive that the workflow is much simpler for with us doing the episodes this way. Um,
2: yeah, it definitely is. Uh, I mean, there's a little bit of a trade-off in quality, of course, but um, for the ease that we're able to, like, turn them out and stuff and focus on the conversation rather than producing each one like it's a, it's an album or something well, that's four I, hours long. <laughs> yeah, no, well. and I, and,
1: but I definitely think, though, too, the quality trade-off is not as noticeable to the average ear. Uh, you and Moto ha- are a little bit audiophiles, Uh, to the extreme so and and that's what i always say if it's passable for them then it's good it's going to be great you know to to everyone else so um yeah i don't think it's as noticeable as you think it is that's good so Yeah.
2: yeah but so yeah after i mean for me at least um after i saw you that weekend uh, we saw Star Wars together. Then, like th- th- that whirlwind trip that everyone can relive with us in uh, episode thirty six point five. Um, the following week, I came back to Ohio for to the bride and I. Both of our families are there. Excuse me. And then um, we visited them and stuff. But I also had another kind of excursion where I was celebrating something creative with uh, friends. The that, that um, documentary for. Uh, that I talked about I, at some point in the last few episodes, the uh, NJs and the Jeff, which was two guys that played with me in a band and toured with me a couple years ago. Um, it was a band that they had in 2007 and eight for
1: like 18 months or so. This rock trio that... That was like um, all that, like, you kept seeing this camera and you asked yeah, for that footage, right? Like Exactly. That- Yeah. I
2: got the, got the footage eventually. And the, 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 the trio, the rock trio or whatever, they they have an EP that we put up for free on uh, the Dreaming Out Loud Bandcamp site, dreamingoutloudrecords.bandcamp.com, a bunch of free music from uh, Cabin Kids. And these guys, these guys are kind of honorary uh, Dreaming Out Loud artists, (laughs) to put it in a funny way, because the, (laughs) the byline of that whole thing was like a, a group of friends raised in Northeast Ohio or something like that. And, Anyway, so I adopted them because they've played such a pivotal I think that role. In my well, music. I mean, it's
1: a, just like long walk, short drink. It's a you know, it's a blanket that yeah, anyone yeah. can wrap themselves in. So
2: yes, yes, you do have to uh, you know not jump through some hoops, but fall into some certain. Uh, um alliance like guess with us yeah. records but uh, yeah anyway so um and also actually the drummer liked was so excited uh about it that he put it up on iTunes and all of those kind of streaming service Spotify so if you're curious um search NJ's and the Jeff that's the letter n the letter j s as in plural NJ's plural and the jeff (laughs) and their self-titled ep turned 10 and that 10 years old so we did that but as i was preparing like the and we'll
1: probably tweet out a link as well yeah uh, which you can follow us at lwsd pod on twitter uh you can also email us if you need the link at lwsd pod gmail.com uh subscribe on itunes um stitcher all those good services youtube recommended I really feel like we're going to migrate towards YouTube this year.
2: I could see that, yeah. It's very tempting for me. I mean, that's because that's something... I mean, my... My stock and trade is making movies and videos. It's so uh
1: like us building like a little stu- like we each build a little studio where we are that looks like we're in the same studio, but it, we're not. Like wouldn't that be awesome? Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> <That's amazing>. uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh we like to it just do do a talk show where we just are talking into microphones. I uh, like it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't know. That's something to think about. That just came to me that that uh That's thinking cool. like that. Yeah. But I mean I could I I just feel like we definitely are this like picking up the pace of slowly migrating towards using YouTube for a lot of things. Um and it just makes that's what I when I sent that text a while ago where I was like is it are we is it a missed opportunity that we're not just doing a YouTube show? Uh I I mean I know like what we're doing is awesome but maybe missed opportunity wasn't the right like words but like, I just felt like we we're evolving towards this YouTube presence. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe, yeah, maybe. we're
2: definitely putting stuff on on YouTube uh, that, that you can't just listen to or see on the show as well. Um, right. Whether it's the videos that we mention or watch together or, you know, like unboxing videos like I did last year or videos that we made or like our group of friends made that aren't otherwise distributed to reference. You can find it all there or on the Twitter um, I do find myself as a very avid podcast listener that I often don't make that leap to YouTube for watching or listening. Right. Uh, I don't know why that is. Um, I, I'll do it <clears> sometimes, <throat> but there's something about that. I think if you had YouTube read, that probably makes a difference where you can hit that button on your phone and, uh, have it like the image go away, but you can still hear it. Something right. about the roll nature of podcasts is like even more intimate somehow than, uh, you know, um, videos can be anyway. Um, I'm, I'm all about it though.
1: its own. Like it has its own community of viewers. You know, there, there are people that somehow fit that service into their lives where they, that's oh, where they gosh, get, to, yeah. Like, yeah. get their media from, you know, well, and you know
2: that very well. I mean, that's one of your primary
1: sources of Absolutely. entertainment, right? I, well, uh, when we get to talking about our top tens of 2017, I know there's at least two entries on my top ten list are YouTube channels. So, Oh,
2: outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. So, um, so I, was, I was going on and on about this NJ's thing. <laughs> Long walk for a short drink setup that was... In uh, preparing the, the, the digital liner notes for that, I had access to these thousand some pictures from this tour that they took in 2000, early 2008. And in so many of the pictures, my friend um, Brian Yost, the drummer, was holding a, this Handycam video camcorder. And so that's what we were talking about. Eventually, I got those tapes, which turned out he had never looked at none of the, they had just been sitting at his parents house in Ohio for
1: ten. For I think 10 there's years. so many people can relate to that. I do that. Having, shit sh- having all shot the, the time. stuff and never watched it. Yes, I do that shit really? all the time. Like the the original WPLMR, like the the podcast one that I did. I once I did my edit. That was the last time I listened to it. Like after I put it up. Oh sure, yeah. I never listened to it again. You know. But like, this
2: is like shooting or like recording it, and then never doing anything with it. Yeah. That's a little different because they were their main focus. I'm sure at the time was conducting the tour and playing the shows sure but uh yeah there's these five tapes that he said he had and so i got them and i thought you know i've made so many documentaries and stuff and made use of footage about my friends and our creative endeavors that it would be fun for me to have that visual component to this 10th anniversary ep of theirs that i was working on um so i eventually edited down the five one-hour tapes into a two-hour Tour video diary or something like that, which I had such a blast doing because I think I mentioned on the show before that handy cam thing and when people used to record on one hour tapes, there was a different dynamic in recording videos than we would have on our phone now, which we might record like thirty to ninety seconds of something. Right. People would record for extended periods of time. They would kind of tell the some theoretical audience what was going on, which which my. My friend did throughout those videos, even though he never ever watched them. <laughs> um, and so anyway, so I put them together into this two hour thing, and uh, I was just gonna do it. I was gonna give them DVDs when I saw them at, at uh, the holiday because since the tour, we'd been we'd get together once a year because they're Yost lives in New York, but we he has family in northeast Ohio, so they we kind of converge like one meal together or something like that. So I was gonna give them DVDs of this when that happened, and suddenly the the, so NJs and the Jeff stands for non Jeffs and the Jeff. So there's two guys in the band. that are not Jeff, <laughs> 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 and uh, the Jeff, as we like to call him, uh, he he reached out and texted. He's like, "What? Uh, what if we rented a theater?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, jeez, <laughs> you know." And I was thinking like of the cost of it and all that. And so I just thought, like, he's just drunk and excited or something, and it'll pass. But to make a long story short, they ultimately did rent like a 19-seat screening room in a hotel. Actually, do you remember the venue in Akron, the north side? You were often there when I would play and maybe even hopped on stage there with me. It was next to Luigi's Pizza. pizza.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yep. So
2: it's no longer the north side, but it's the sort of hotel or like condo thing was condos at the time. Now it's a hotel right across a short street. So we showed up there, and um, the Jeff had invited just a handful of his buddies and his brother in law. And it was like recliner seats. <laughs> um, Yost had put, downloaded the files that I sent them. None of them had watched them. Like Yost had previewed one of the cutscenes just to make sure it worked. But they were committed wow. to just seeing it for the first time in this quasi public way. And so that was like the and I and then I got to that kind of late because Moto and I were running around. He was driving me around so that I could film uh, music venue exteriors for another documentary I'm working on that I could only film them in Ohio. and only have this one night. So I'd like all that's to say, like in this two week period, I had these two very fun sort of gatherings of creative groups of You're people so in my life. I, I felt like it, yeah, it's so, and it was it's like so inspiring. A <laughs> oh it yeah it can be and and what was great about both of these instances is i tend to spearhead hey, stuff hey, twinkie's watching hey oh
0: happy
2: hi twinkie buddy. happy oh, yeah. 2018 happy th- we're going to get to the our first twinkie's take here i think oh uh, yeah um once i stop babbling on about this but uh anyway it was really fun but i I realized why in some ways it was so exciting is that i so often over the course of my life have made things that have featured friends but both of these outings or gatherings of friends were really spearheaded by the friends not necessarily myself so so that that was all really very fun and a long walk for i'm gonna take a short drink here I've been working on some other stuff since then that I is a bit of a surprise for someone so I don't want to talk about it. Which okay. that's probably for the best. So what have you been up to since I saw you in Des Moines?
1: Um well, let's see here. So the holidays, um we traveled to Ash's dad's. So we did cookie weekend before um Des Moines. So, yeah, so we didn't go up to Northeast Ohio at all for the holidays. Um, We went out to Pittsburgh for uh, Ash's family, did that for a couple nights. Um, That was early on in our break. We uh, We did kind of like a staycation over winter break where both of us had some time off uh, we like both had the week off in between Christmas and new years. So, uh, we just kind of like stayed in our PJs and like ate good food and, um, watched movies and went to the movies. Like we went to star Wars twice. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Which was fantastic. Um, and then we have come back here, uh, we got to do Christmas like here at, um, on our own. We were going to go to, um, the person who I moved when I first moved down here, who I lived with, uh, their family was going to do Christmas dinner. And, uh, we found out like right uh, leading up to it. I don't think they do this on purpose. It just it always seems to time out this way where, um, I find out from somebody else, like, my sister let me know, like, oh, what are you guys going to do for Christmas? And I'm like, what are you talking about? We're going to go over to their house. And uh, she's like, oh, well, I just saw on Facebook that their kids are all sick, like, throw up sick. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And they don't tell us that. So then we, until we get over there, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, like, everybody's been throwing up. And so then we get, <laughs> like, so I, like, I call them, and I'm like, you know, is this going on because we're taking time off in between uh, Christmas and New Year's? We have that week off. I don't want to spend it like throwing up and shitting myself. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) and, uh, she's like, oh no, no, no. It's all, it's all done. It's all passed through. And it's like, okay. So Christmas Eve, I'm making a cheesecake to take over to dinner. And uh, I get a text message like, Yep, Uh, he's sick. So it was still going through their family. So we ended up getting to spend like Christmas Day just like at our house. Like we made our own dinner and uh, made some sous vide steaks, which were delicious. Uh, (laughs) So and ended up going over there for dinner later on in the week uh, because they once once it was officially through their house. So Um, but we officially dodged it, which was great. So that is great. <laughs> and then New Year's came, we um we went out and uh hung out with with that same group of people and Oh, you guys went out on New Year's? Like, uh yeah, like not out out. Like it was New Year's Eve, we went to uh this little like one half of it is this amazing beer store. It's called Ollie's. Uh, uh it's an amazing beer store that so- sells it's the sister store to where i used to get that lithuania beer like the werewolf beer oh yeah i mean like uh where just all kinds of crazy beers and then this place in particular though the other half is like a um brewery and eatery so they have like this like really kitschy menu i don't like it at all it was gross. (laughs)
3: what's
2: a kitschy menu like silly names for stuff
1: no, it's just, like, there's, like, four kinds of burgers, you know, and they're all, like, really artsy, and uh, they don't have french fries. They have, like, frites, which were fucking Oh, you go fuck I mean? yourself, yeah. frites.
2: <laughs> it's like a hipster place is what you're yeah, telling me.
1: Yeah, yes, that's
2: exactly, uh, exactly it. Saying that out loud, I just realized that it should be a New Year's resolution of mine to let go of this whole hipster grudge because <laughs> I think generally it's not – I should just let it go. Anyway,
1: you, you but continue. No, that, no, but no, that's one of our things.
2: That's like yeah, the like be, we can't I'll fucking hang on like, to it yeah. just for the show. Yeah, just for the show. <laughs> <laughs> even, if, even if I'm able to let it go in my heart, I'll still make the comments just yeah. for fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, yeah.
1: No, at the end of the day, that's really all it is, is for fun. Like, it's not really rooted in any... It's not rooted in any hate that would drive us to action. I don't think.
2: No, no, but genuine frustration, like with the bike thing. Like I get very mad mad at bicyclists.
1: Oh, bicyclists! Like
2: I think the important thing is that I know it's wrong of me, and I try to, like I. It's a it's a quick impulse, like oh this is frustrating, followed by, well that's stupid. You are wrong. You know you Dave are in the wrong, (laughs) but like an unwillingness to just. (laughs) <laughs> to
1: to uh, be the bigger person, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. So, <laughs> no, nope. I'm with you, buddy. We can both be the little person. That's okay. <laughs> I'm that yeah.
2: All right. Uh, um. So, you guys went out to? Did you go out like for the ball drop and stuff, or just sort of earlier in the evening? I've, oh, I've, no, I don't know who, if I've ever gone um, on New Year's Eve. That's why. I'm
1: interested. No, we we just did that. We did that really early too. Like we were out at like six. So we did dinner out. We got our dinner there uh, and then went and bought a couple beers because we needed to do beers for we ended up going back to another friend's house. And so we were supposed to bring beers with us. So I took some of the beers that I brought back from our beer exchange in uh, Des Moines uh, to there where they would every hour they would open up. There would be three beers in a bag, marked with the hour, and <laughs> they would everybody would get a sample of those three beers, uh, which huh. was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's neat. And we just sat around. And it, oh, and then the other game that they played: you got a quote, a movie quote, a person, and a place or something like that. These three strips of paper, you had to draw. And then you had to, the goal was you had to get somebody to say those things throughout the night, and the like. Whoever got the first person to get all three of their slips of paper, like once oh, wow. you got somebody to say those things, you got to turn your piece of paper in.
2: Like so, in conversation, like yeah, like, like you're throughout to, the course of the
1: evening, yeah, you're trying to steer them to try to get them to say those things.
2: That is, that's so cool. Yeah. I've never heard of so, that.
1: Like that's what. And that just went on all night. You know what I mean? Like, uh. What were yours? Um, And did you get people to say them? Oh, yeah. How did you try? (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. I can't even think if I can remember. Um, I got Serious Black, I think. Oh, that'll do. And, uh, oh, shit. I can't remember. But I used like right off the bat, the like we had just started, everybody had just drawn theirs and everybody was like clear on the rules. And I was like, Hey, what's that uh, one guy in that movie who's like this and they're and they like say it and I'm like, Oh, that's the first one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. You jumped right but, on it. Like so right after, like right before that I did that. I this is would would have made it more funny. Right before I did that, because I'm like, this game is a little lame, you know, and like the host of the party, the wife, was like, just do it. If if you're the first <laughs> one, just play the game. If you're the first one that gets all three of yours turned in, I'll show you my tits. Whoa! And I'm just like, all right. And right after she said that, I was like, so what's that character in that movie? <laughs> And like 30 seconds later, in my first strip, I was like, first strip, down. Uh,
2: so that was pretty good. Wow. You, you didn't get to see him, did you? No. <laughs> but that's a hell of a motivator. Yeah. No, um, I actually... Behold the power of the titties.
1: <laughs> Behold the power of titties. You got it. Uh, no, that was my... I was playing DD that night because I needed to perform because uh, it was... Just at that point in my wife's cycle. So, uh, cause we're yeah, trying. to bang for, in the
2: new year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So, uh, we did that until after the ball dropped. Uh, <laughs> and, and then, and then, Pun always intended. And then the ball dropped again.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I say yes. Okay. Yeah. There, that's what I was yeah. waiting for. <laughs> um, and then that was the new year. And then, uh, Then we went back to work, and it's all been pretty uneventful since then. We've been slowly – like, we're slowly meandering towards starting our 2018 goals, which um, I always – I don't know. I I guess – maybe I believe in pulling that trigger slowly. I don't know. You just got to be ready for it. Like, you can't just jump in with no plan. I can anyways. So – that's what we've been doing is just getting ready for these changes that we're trying to make. So, um, but we'll talk about that later. That's in my, I have, I have some goals that we can talk about. Do you so
2: normally was- do? Well, yeah, we'll, 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 save that question. Well, that's great. I mean, I, I, yeah, we, we did a similar kind of staycation thing once we get through, cause our Ohio trip, um, you know, it takes like five, 12 to uh, ish hours to get out there and yeah and then we have anywhere from three to six households family-wise like n- yeah nuclear family-wise between the two of us to see so it's gotten in the last few years where we and we try not to stay like too long because we do like generally crap i mean we try not th- we bring the dogs we don't want to jump around and sleep at all those households right and um there's a tendency like when you don't have children to still somehow be treated like children or i don't know there's a we and an about expectation this
1: <laughs> that you're like well you don't have any kids so you should just do like what inconvenience is it to you The like, yeah, yeah yeah i hate that <laughs> i fucking hate that like you're two I mean, adults no, without any kids. you have zero responsibilities like what inconvenience is it to you really <laughs> well fuck you like i like sitting in my pajamas at home in my own chair with that my ass groove in it just as much as you do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. just because i don't have kids doesn't change that yes exactly you um know?
2: So and there's not like, a, that's not a constant or a conscious thing. It's just, it can be, you know, I don't know. Where are you know we are away from right. our home and trying to jump to a bunch of different homes? Um, and so that, that is, you know, it's great to see family, of course, all that, but it is a bit like exhausting and somewhat stressful. Like nobody really feels like they get enough time and we feel bad because we don't feel like we're giving everyone enough time. So right. by the time we get home, we're just like, oh, that was good and bad (laughs) at this time on the way home you know we were feeling uh particularly shell shocked in one moment or we're tired or something and i was just like let's start just like saying this was awesome and this was awesome and then that was actually kind of fun or like this was nice and that was nice like for instance just randomly one um my one nephew got a bunch of gift cards for stuff and so i don't know what he was just and he's kind of a mischievous guy he's a in his early teens and so somehow or other i had i ended up using his phone which has that kind of slow motion thing like it starts in regular motion goes yep. to slow motion which i don't have yeah. on my phone and i did this like filming of him making it rain with his cards <laughs> and um and i had a blast doing it and he seemed to enjoy it as well and i came home and i made like a short rap video out of it <laughs> for him <laughs> but <laughs> even before i edited it together it was just like a fun thing so we were yeah rattling off like oh this was really nice this was, i mean i um my sister had a baby in April that I had not met. I got to meet her. That was pretty amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So stuff like that. Um. In any event, once we got home, we also just like we're so glad to be home and not have anywhere to be that we did the same thing of just like yep. hauled up in the house. It got really cold and it had snowed and all
1: that. And well, so that was we really nice slugged. actually. It was awesome. Yes.
2: Yes. Likewise. Yeah. So we both enjoyed that. I think
1: we got a <laughs> we bought a Nintendo Switch. So we played that what uh, is that I had just heard that I've heard of that but I don't know what it is
2: is it just like the latest operating system or is it? oh no it's that? like
1: Nintendo's newest um, gaming system so it it's really sweet it, it it's actually pretty amazing uh, the engineering that went into it but it <clears throat> has a dock that when it's in its dock it's on your TV and you have these two little controllers that you play with, they look like two halves of the same controller, but they're separate. They have things that you can put them in that will connect them together, so it is one full controller. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you can take those two things and go to the dock, the piece that's docked in the connected to your TV, and slide those two controllers down on the side and then lift the whole thing out, and then there's a screen in between those controllers. And then it's portable, and it's the same system. So like you um, can take the game and play it anywhere and then you redock it again and charge it and it's just it's a mobile and um, uh, console all tied in together it's it, it's pretty cool but then the big the whole thing about it is uh, one of the cool things about it is if you like you'll see pictures where people are like on a plane and they have the screen propped up. And then the two controllers taken off the side and um, those controllers can work together as a single player or for like Mario Kart 8. You can give one to another person and then you have one and you each can control a different car and race against each other, even on that little screen. like Yeah, you know, I think one,
2: I think the nephew, maybe the same one that helped make it rain, uh, got. I think he got that and the bride played it with him. I was, I think I was conversing with the adults and she was, I knew she was playing a game, but I think it was this whole thing. And I think it was actually Mario Kart. Yeah. And there was just like epic freak outs and just like her, shouting. you know, there's, I think there's a reason we're her like children sometimes. Now that I think about it, <laughs>
1: she was like shouting at them, like, well, we, hey don't, have, face! <laughs> we like... don't have children that we have to set examples for. That's so the, right. The, so the children that like, The children that we that we do get to interact with, all we get to do, like we get to be friends with those children. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, yeah. And so, that I mean, (laughs) that, but that's the, I guess that's the like the joy of being the one without kids. You know, like you know what I mean? Like get to be the fun aunt and uncle. So or aunt or uncle. But I mean, so but there is a rub where you're just like, but don't fucking treat me like a kid. (laughs) <laughs> like I'm gonna be 40 years of 40 fucking years old. Like, don't treat me like a goddamn kid.
2: I'm always joking that kids have it made in some ways. Like, we were just at this. We actually went to a dinner sort of gathering. I guess possibly a dinner party last week. The bride and I. We felt very fancy. We had something called raclette. have never heard of. So I think it's Swedish. I, I don't could know be what wrong. that is.
1: Yeah, it was a certain no way idea. of
2: preparing. Like you each had a little, have a little uh, station. Not well, not each separately, but there were on the table we were at with two two other couples. There was uh, like I um, I don't know what you call it, like a skittle or skillet, excuse me. Okay. Uh, and then on the top where you cook meat and maybe vegetables, and then underneath you put in a little tray like a certain kind of cheese, good melting cheeses. Oh. Anyway. But
1: um, I like cheese. I mentioned
2: that and that was amazing and we didn't really quite know what we were gonna have when we were getting there and they were still preparing it, but I'm watching the kids who are also there get pizza and I'm just and I guess cheese I was, you know, under my breath to the bride. I'm like, Oh fucking kids have I me. Mean, look I'm getting pizza. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> fucking A right. You know,
2: like yeah. And then at the end of the night too, as we were all leaving, like there was still a little pizza, and they were get, the kids were getting it before they went to bed. I'm like, oh,
1: you see, son
2: of a bitch, I want the pizza. I want all anyway. the pizza,
1: all of course. Of, I'm, I'm already now. I'm thinking about the pizza. I'm gonna wanna yeah. order when I'm done here recording. And for sure, our, our raclette or whatever was far more
2: amazing, <laughs> and, oh, and sure. it was an adventure and all that. But still, you see the pizza, and they and then they get to like have those little kid bodies and little kid bellies and stuff, yep. and their pajamas. Yeah, that was the other thing. They was in, in full pajamas, but not like. Not like grown ass people matchy pajamas, like the kind that would have a cartoon character, and it's almost like matching sweats in a way, but lightweight. Yeah, that whole deal. But yeah, I came out of the bathroom and like the kids, kids eating, getting served pizza. Even the one whose house it wasn't was that it? it was going home, and he's in his pajamas, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's, a dull, it's a dull,
1: I have dull, picked so up. I have gotten in a bad habit, and part of it is just because my weight. Where I am just in fucking sweatpants all the goddamn time. Like over the summer, it was athletic shorts. And now I'm like, now that it's winter, it's sweatpants. I don't like when I get to Wednesday and I have to go into the office, it's like, oh, khakis. (laughs) Like, fuck khakis.
2: Uh, I wish we had a. I just want to be in my sweatpants. (laughs) That would be one of them. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm wearing sweats now, and I couldn't be happier. Yeah, <laughs> just
1: and, it, and I don't give a fuck when I go out if I'm wearing sweatpants. I'm like, yep, I'm wearing sweatpants. Fuck you, like, <laughs> you know, like that's kind of awesome. I think sometimes it depends on
2: where I'm at in the day <laughs> if I'm gonna make the switch <laughs> to go out.
3: Oh.
2: <laughs> Um, so I want to get into our, our favorite things and stuff from the year. And I'd love to hear about your resolutions and stuff. One of the things that I think we've teased on the show beyond just off air, hoping it would happen was something we were calling Twinkies take, which I think I thought was going to be. I think the first one I thought was going to be on Blade Runner, the new Blade Runner.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And
2: something he could record whenever it was convenient for him and then submit for us to uh, include in the show. Sure. And he surprised us with twink, a first Twinkies take that is, isn't quite that. It's not a, an opinion piece about um, a particular piece of media. Right. But rather, I think it was his sort of thoughts on the year that was and some... Um, I can't remember exactly But something to do with the year ahead And uh, as we were about to reflect on both those things I thought maybe it'd be fun to introduce that uh, Our first The first Twinkies take
1: Don't you fucking call me Twinkie I said don't fucking call me Twinkie Don't fucking call me Twinkie If you fucking call me Twinkie We're
0: done! I've had better years than 2017. Not significant singular events that have been challenging, but this overarching negativity. Almost like a day where at first glance the weather appears to be good, but one glance into the sky and the dark heavy clouds make their presence felt. It started with the inauguration of a misogynistic, racist, egotistical, small-minded, mini-dictator in training as president. And throughout the year, I've also been working on some interpersonal relationship problems of my own creation that have been heavy to carry. And I feel as if my perspective of life, this last revolution around the sun, has been skewed. And then comes George Miller, you know, the director of Babe and Happy Feet. Oh yeah, and the co-creator of Mad Max. I'm watching a documentary on the making of 2015's Fury Road, taking a break from watching the actual movie for the time, and he's discussing the arduous process of getting the film made over an 18-year period. During his discussion of the stresses and challenges of filming in the Namibian desert, he quotes the following, Pay no mind to the thunder, but listen to the birds. Turns out to be a partial quote from an early 20th century American pianist, and it really struck me yeah, these dark clouds are there, but the chances are they will always be there. And they've been there since at least the earliest 20th century. And it kind of goes hand in hand with another revelation of mine uh, that I've had in 2017. And it relates to mental health struggles. I've always known in a pedantic and academic way that I'm not alone in dealing with anxiety and depression. It wasn't until I was honest with myself and talked with others about it that I really experienced not being alone. And it clarified for me that we all have clouds and thunder. Now, some days darker than others. Some handle their clouds differently. And we are in a different place, each of us, in the process of confronting and mitigating them. But they are, and will continue to be, present. So my goal for 2018 is set. Maintain an honest assessment of life, but focus on the birds and not the thunder. So, should be easy. I'm just going to hide my head in the sand, pretend everything's rosy and wonderful. All right, well, not the easy part, or the sand part, really, but an effort to hear the positives in the face of sometimes overwhelming negatives. So, let's get to it then. In order to prepare for this 2018 outlook, let's look back at a few of my relevant birds of 2017. The LWSD cast, reacquainting with lifelong friends, meeting new friends, and talking about and with Cabin Kids uh, movies and Mr. King amongst hours of walking and occasionally drinking uh, some very good beers. Finally getting my streaming apparatus set up on Twitch, motivated by the LWSD cast and their creative powers, and my own mental health struggles. My goal is to be a positive influence in the gaming community and supporting smaller game developers by giving their games some free airtime, whether that's to zero viewers or thousands. Politically, a few progressive victories in November demonstrated that the U.S. population hasn't abandoned those among us who need this republic to be the city on a hill, that its founders envisioned, hopefully more to come in 2018. If we are attempting to be honest, it's going to be a rough task at times this year, but I have some really good news. Since we all have clouds and thunder and birds, we have each other as help along the way uh, to pick us up when we fall down, to walk with us as we wrestle through our humanity and to laugh with us when we see how ridiculous all this can be. Now, frankly, there are going to be times when we just need help to put one foot in front of the other so we can survive and battle just another day. it turns out the things that we or society want to label as weaknesses, drawbacks, and negatives can be the common humanity that empowers, unites, and strengthens us. So I'll end with two questions. What are your birds of 2017? And what do you hope to hear through the Thunder in 2018? See you on the podcast.
1: Oh, I love that so much. No, it's so good. Thank you so much, Twinkie, for preparing that for us.
2: Yeah, that was so much more than I could have imagined. Like, I was very happy just to hear what he thought about a movie. But that was like a, a, you know, a thoughtful uh, and super vulnerable and revealing essay. Oh, it was great.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I
2: can't wait for more of those in
1: uh, 2018. Absolutely. Uh, More. That's one thing that I can't look forward to enough. It's more Twinkie. That's right. The the moral. I said it at uh, I didn't. I don't think I said it while we were recording, but I said it while we were in Des Moines where it's like Dave's just like Palmer, 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 you know, and like (laughs) ramps me up. And then Twinkie comes in and he's like, let's just think about this, though, logically for a second. (laughs) <laughs> and always brings Palmer back down. So uh, I like...
2: We got a nice good dose though of like a, an in-between Twinkie in, in Des Moines too when he got just tired and tipsy enough when he was yeah, right. like, fucking Ducky <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a couple other things yeah. that were that same kind of like, obviously we know this is wrong, but it's kind of funny because of it. Yep, I wasn't prepared for but i know i know just what you mean and i'm so yeah. glad that we have him to bring that to the to the, to the show and of course to are lives. that's i mean i didn't include personal things like this in my top stuff from the year but yeah i couldn't echo uh, enough like what he's saying about how this show has been a, such a force for like good and reconnecting with friend old friends and facilitating new friendships oh yeah yeah
0: Absolutely. A lot of that, too,
2: has to do with Twinkie in particular. He was the first person we heard from that we knew, that we were, or actually the first person we heard from at all that was listening to the show, best to my knowledge, yep. and it was it seemed to really be getting something from it. It was willing to get then on mic, and
1: yeah. And really 27- helped steer that, and because of that, helped steer the development yep. of like what the show like like cabin kids becoming a segment you know like yeah, something that we're yeah. like working towards on the show you know and uh, I mean cuz there's going to be plenty of those i think i feel like this year um so yeah no it's totally right and it's, it is a huge powerful force i like well i had said uh i had said that <clears throat> one of the i i was in a funk over the last like week or so and just not feeling myself and just not feeling great about anything and uh i really think part of that was because i we had gone so long without recording because the last time we recorded was des moines you know oh
2: yeah yeah
1: so that would have been like the 13th or 14th of december uh and now it's the 10th of january so um it really like dude therapy is not a joke like that's that's it is actual like there is an actual benefit i i feel to it so no i can echo that again i just didn't want to i felt like i if i remember right i did not get a chance to listen to last year's uh but i think didn't i list us as one of my top things from last year i didn't want to do that two years in a row so that was the only reason why i didn't pick us but yes this was a definite positive (laughs) force uh (laughs) in my life for last year for sure
2: When it was the first year in which, uh, we were really kind of, it was more than just you and I talking on internet calls. I mean, uh, I think we started to publish this show in early December of 2016, I guess. But nonetheless, it was, uh, we started to get some feedback for the first time, probably in 2017 or very late 2016. In any event, this was the year that like we were putting it out into the world and sometimes getting uh, you know, like throwing a ball out there and sometimes getting it thrown back. And, um, yeah, that was, it was definitely really cool. Um, I do love how his, um, his first Twinkies take actually did set us up to look back and f- at 2017. And was the, what are your, uh, birds that you listen to amongst, uh, over, un- over or under the thunder? <laughs> uh, what are your birds of 2017? And then what do you look forward to hearing over the thunder of 2018? Um, Anyhow. So, uh I know you've been working on some some goals and of course yeah. we both have some lists, but uh kick yeah, kick us off with which, whichever one of those things you want to talk about first. I think both of them are queued up nicely by Twinkie's take.
1: Oh, no, absolutely. Um well, let's do let's talk goals first. And then and then we'll we'll do our top 10 and then that'll steer our conversation for the youtube lists and then we'll be able to wrap up cool that sound good and that'll be Absolutely. our best of 2017 show so yeah um <clears throat> all right let's uh do you have goals too that you're going to share i, I don't was have new by, years i was inspired no go ahead by mr. J. because so mr j like he's like this is something that i do that has been really beneficial to me and i feel like one of the things I want to try to do is to like really put into practice advice that people give me instead of just instantly refuting it. That's like because that, I, I have a bad habit of doing that of just being like Psh, they don't know, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I know uh, what you mean. Yeah, I can do and, that. And so I don't want to. I don't want to do. I don't want to do that. Like maybe I should try this, you know? Because maybe because what's really starting to happen is I'm finding out that I don't know. Uh, It's not that they don't know. It's that I don't know. So Mm. um, Mr. J had shared his goals for 2018, so I was inspired by that. Um, I don't have three. I have six, though. Nice. (laughs) That's even better. (laughs) um, I I feel like I've really got to be, in 2017, I really got to be uh, sloth-ish. So it's, it's my responsibility to really put in the extra effort this year to overcome that. So, um, uh, I don't know. Do you want me to just go down and read them and then we can talk, you can like stop and like interview me, I guess, or, uh, like, you normally uh, do. Yeah, you, had, or do you, you, you said you
2: had six. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think like, uh, one of the, uh, uh, any way that you feel comfortable, I don't actually have, what did you call yours? You called yours goals, right? Yeah. Like yeah so I, I don't have goals by the end of
1: 2018. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, I don't have goals. I have um developed these things that are kind of like daily goals or affirmations and these like personal practices. Um no, Which that's one, good. One, two, three, no. four, oh. five. so if something intersects with something, I can I can piggyback on that way. It's not just you sharing stuff, and then I don't share anything. Um, but otherwise, you could just uh, keep
1: going. I mean, you know, I interject. I can't help but interject. So. Well, no, but that that also applies because I one of my things I'm 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 trying to look at goal. I am not a great goal setter, and I'm not like that whole middle management approach to goal setting just really puts a bad taste in my mouth. And I know that goal setting works. It's like, and there's like research proven that it works and it works for a lot of people, but it doesn't work for me. So I have to try something different, you know? Um, And so I'm trying this like minimalist approach to goals. And because you're, if all you do is focus on the reward like you can just sit. You ended up getting into this point where you just you're deluding yourself and just just thinking about what it would be like to have the reward is enough instead of actually working to achieving it. You know what I mean? Like,
2: yeah, is it a little bit like setting the the process of setting the goals and thinking through it. Is it is its own reward or?
1: Well, no. I, I, mean, so. I mean, I wouldn't say that that's the reward. I mean, the goal is I want this thing to happen by this time. But I want to focus on the action items that achieve that goal, not the goal itself. Like I'm going to focus my energy and my attention on the action items that are going to get me there. So that way when I get to the reward, I'm going to get to enjoy it as I've actually earned it as opposed to a delusional state where like, oh, man, imagine if I had this awesome thing going on, what that would be like. And that's okay. just a personal thing, I think, for me that I'm trying to work through. So I'll give you an example. Like th- this will be a good example. So um, like my first one is by the end of 2018, Palmer is going to begun uh, will have begun and maintained a healthy lifestyle that is centered around eating less, eating more whole foods and exercising more. So the goal is very general and, and simple because that makes it it makes it really hard not to fail at getting the goal first off which i guess that might be like cheating but also i don't think so no I'm, i don't think so i'm going to expand that with action steps like that how am i going to do those things like i'm obviously not going to jump right in like what are like what are three things i can do over the next month that are going to help me get towards those what and let's focus on those things um and that that's what i'm going to track throughout the year that's great. I
2: actually do have one. I can volley a little bit. Okay. Um, it's And it's surprisingly shortcoming for me. But so I, I develop based on just like trying to get <laughs> the mantra around here. I don't know if it's a mantra or whatever, but it's something the bride said year, a few years ago that I seized upon because we, we both thought it was funny. She just <laughs> said one day, like, get it together and do it better. <laughs> yeah. Like when, you know, just like you're struggling with doing either of those, either or both of those things. And, um... So one of the ways, one of my, well, I'll explain where they came from later. Cause it's actually one of my favorite things from the, from the year, but I have this list of affirmations is what the, this method or place of inspiration calls them. So I have one for health that sounds similar to yours. So there I have them titled into these different things. So health for me is I respect my body. I exercise more and drink less. I eat well to fuel my creative pursuits and do not gorge myself on empty calories. <laughs> yeah. So with the affirmation thing too, uh, part of it is that I read them aloud at the beginning of each day in the hopes that it helps to like sink in, and that they need to me to come from a motivated place. That one in particular, like it needs, and I, we talked about it recently on the show. Like it's got for me, it's got to not be about vanity. It's got to be about other stuff. So where the eat well to fuel my creative pursuits is like if I would stay up too late and drink too much even if i'm working on my creative stuff um then i'd be wrecked for the next day and couldn't do anything so right. the motivation actually comes from like i want to be able to work on my thing and not be too stupidly hung over or something like that to do so the uh <laughs> the course of myself on empty calories is also too if i'm staying up late drinking too much because like for me if i drink too much it's usually because i'm kind of, i'm happy <laughs> oddly enough right like just last night, this happened. It's so funny too. We were ta- you were talking about being in a funk, and you know, part of that being from not recording. And I I've talked about it on the show. One of my favorite podcasts is Tell Them Steve Dave, and um, that's a podcast of th- three main guys and uh, and then sometimes guests. But they just published one yesterday that I think they even recorded yesterday, which is unusual. Um, or anyway, but they they talk about at the beginning how they two of the guys really didn't feel like they were going to be good on mic because they were have you know feeling frustrated or down and the other guy was like you know i guarantee i'll cheer you up with just like this nonsense he had to bring to the table so it was it was it was a very fun and spirited episode in which they were taught at the beginning they do acknowledge that and they laughed so hard one of the guys one of the guests they thought like he might have had a mini stroke or not like they were worried about like they were laughing so hard and then suddenly everybody stopped dead because they thought something really bad happened to this guy but that's all to say they were having such a great time and making each other laugh so much which is what they always do on that show um and and i think brian johnson the one of the main guys we've talked in the past oh just the last episode i think about how he that show started in some ways to help him out of a depression yeah he he said uh he's like i always feel like i don't like and we don't do it do the show for a while if we could only just do this every day i'd always feel this good and all this so it's a, it's kind of funny and, how all that worked
1: <clears throat> and it's so true i mean well I, I i there's no like hiding it i don't i don't have a very large social network anymore in my life you know um and, it, and part of that is just it's just harder to make friends when you're adults and uh, a lot of your, a lot of your social circles are centered around your, either your work. Uh, you don't have school anymore as like a social outlet. Um, and so in Dayton, like my my baker is really like the only like he's like the only thing, the closest thing to a friend that I have. You know what I mean? Your baker? Yeah, like, like my guy, like the guy that I get my. cake Oh, from.
2: <laughs> OK
1: because the baker makes cake.
2: Yes. Um, all I can think of is Pineapple Express, which that's I just imagining you had an adventure, an action adventure with your baker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, man, that's that kind of nice. So awesome. <laughs> yeah, but
1: I uh but that, that's like my only friend. But like you think back to like the cabin days, like I had the whole network of the cabin uh of of, of people that were just I can remember during that period of time from that summer of the cabin into the next year, because there was a group of us that started the, the like poker night and all that stuff, you know, um, that was after the cabin. I felt like every day I was not working or going to school. I was hanging out with somebody from that social network you know yeah, I, yeah. I was doing something with with one or more of those people and uh now i mean ash god bless her she's like she is my best friend like she's who i that's i do everything with you know so this this is like super important this is like a super double d's on two a yes! double d's Yes, I got Double D and I, Twiggy. So, like, this is like a big. This is, this is the closest thing I get to like going out for beers with buddies, because absolutely. I don't have buddies that I get to go out to for beers with. You know,
2: that like, is point for point all the same for me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, and it's just, it's not for any lack of that. I don't want friends or any lack that I'm like I'm socially broken. It's just there's just not opportunity you know i live i work an hour and a half away from where i live so my work friends are not friends that are it's easy to hang out with um my family's all far away uh yeah it's just it, it it's just this that like this has an it has a much bigger outlet than just like getting drunk and talking about Geeking out over Stephen King books. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, of course. Yeah. There's more to that. The to for me and, and for Twinkie, it sounds like. And for you and Double D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Yeah. Love you, buddy. Um,
2: yes, like, yeah, likewise. That's uh, that's been a new thing. Like, so for instance, for me, Double D is someone I met through this, and that's I don't make new friends often. So that's been very nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just before we move on from this one, uh, I wanted to uh finish the the connection to all of this because it's embarrassing to me and hopefully then someone else will hear it and be less embarrassed or alone and perhaps engaging in the same debauchery so um so yeah my my affirmations i exercise more and drink less i eat well to fuel my creative pursuits and do not gorge myself on empty calories mm-hmm. so i try to eat, eat right and eat well and all that and i'm a, i that's not that's not easy for me to do but i've found ways to make better habits, that's always the goal. But I do love to eat things and love to yep. drink things. And so last night, I was listening to that episode, Tell him Steve Dave I Was Talking About. Um, I've, I've gotten to the point, too, where I've had, like, I'm able to, like, have several days a week where I just don't drink anything. Because that's not to say I get drunk always, but usually I'll have, like, beer or two. Where it's, like, whatever. It's something I, right. I like. but And I'm just trying to make a habit of that. I, and, I eat cake
1: um, every day.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. So, and I, I'm not trying to make it too hard a stance. And it's just, it's more, it's just like if I, not to just do it just because, or just grab that beverage just right. because. You know, if I really felt like it, then I, I I do. Even if it's like a Tuesday, as yesterday was. But, um, so I'm I'm when I'm, I'm, I'm I was working on something where I didn't have to listen only watch. So I was listening to podcasts and I was at this point, I think I'd already gone through uh, a fighter and the kid podcast that I, I like. I, again, that's like two guys sh- shooting the shit largely <laughs> and, um, f- just a fun dynamic to, to listen to. And then I was on to the tell them Steve, Dave, and hearing about that. I, and just feeling happy and good and like productive, but not in a way that I had to be super engaged <laughs> with. And so I'm getting something out of the fridge and I'm like, Hmm. Or no, I was doing dishes. That's what it was. And uh, I was putting something in the fridge. And I saw the surleys. I'm like, hmm, that actually sounds honestly good. And so then like fast forward a couple hours. And I'm back up in the kitchen listening to tell Steve Dave, taking a break (laughs) from my editing. And just real happy. And uh, I think I'd had just like two surleys, which is not that much. But I was feeling pretty good. And the the line, do not gorge myself on empty calories. Is it there for a reason? Because every once in a while... And I would say even, unfortunately, probably crackers. once a week, all the crackers. In this case, it was chips. I'm yeah. just standing in there eating sea salt chips, just standing, shoving them into my face. I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, this is not good. But I don't care. <laughs> and yep. then, then I moved on to like peanuts and some kind of trail mix. And I'm just like, oh, geez, I shouldn't be doing this. But I didn't care in that moment. And then today it's like, I feel like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But
1: anyway, last so that's night, why I have it, that affirmation. Last night, it was 10 o'clock. <laughs> And I made Totino's pizza rolls that, which Double D, listen to this. I got a. This is a. This is a. Pro tip for your Totino's pizza rolls. The bride and I have those almost once a week as well. When you (laughs) pull those out of the oven, take sesame oil, drizzle sesame oil over them fresh out of the oven, and then um kosher or sea salt sprinkle over them and then toss them in that in the like sesame oil and sea salt or kosher salt it was like (sighs) it just went up to this like new (laughs) level of amazing like but 10 o'clock last night Uh, i'm making fucking Totino's pizza rolls and tossing them in god like and i justify it no 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 like i'm not like This isn't just like stoner pigging out because I I put the (laughs) sesame oil on there and the code. Like, this is fancy. So it's okay that you're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then you eat like 40 of them because why not? Uh, those things are good, and that sounds corn. like
2: an amazing way to prepare them. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to strike a balance, like myself at least, between having better habits and a lot of it. trying What's your to favorite
1: Cucinas sure... pizza roll flavor? Like what? what oh, do just you like? pepperoni, pepperoni rolls. Am oh no, the, the right supreme. Thing? Like the supreme is oh, the best yeah. one. Oh yeah,
2: I mean, uh, we don't we don't try too many different ones, and the bride loves pepperoni. Like she actually likes that, and then a tray of baked like pepperoni, like small pepperonis that are crisped up. So,
1: double D. We're gonna the, try this. they like not only we count as calories. That's so true. <laughs> it's the same thing with Dayton Pizza because they cut Dayton Pizza into squares this big. You have to eat oh. eighteen of those little squares. Yeah. See, <laughs> double D likes pepperoni Totino's pizza rolls. Yeah. I'll try the supreme. I'll 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 buy her. I like the supreme a lot. It, it just like because it has onions and peppers in there and sausage and pepperoni. So it's like cheese, onions, peppers, sausage, pepperoni, all in there. And that does sound good. But I'm I'm telling you, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it it came out just fine, Double D. I think it came out just fine. Uh, uh, But no, try it, though, tossed in the sesame oil with the kosher salt, like – man did it take it to a whole new level we
2: <laughs> will do well as we say it's good to have goals i mean you, you gotta have yeah. something to shoot for but you gotta live a little so yeah. what's your next uh what's your next goal
1: all right let's see what we got here so number two by the end of 2018 they all start with that i'm not going to keep reading that so the next one number two palmer will complete at least three major projects in his wood shop Nice. And I have the three projects already. That the that's where the action steps come in. Uh, but I know what the three projects at the at least that I'm going to do. So I want to make um, my wife's Ohio coffee table, and I want to uh, make a wood gear clock, and then I want to make a stereo record hutch that will hold all of my records and oh, my wow. stereo. Uh, so those are the, my three projects. So Sounds that's fantastic. That's my next goal. So. I have a
2: similar one. The, uh, Okay. it's actually, I have those affirmations, but I also rolled something up into something that I called my personal practices. <laughs> <laughs> well, light it up, buddy. Like, let's that There's guy. one, two, three, four. Right Five of those. Right, exactly. (laughs) 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 I wish. Uh, The fifth of those, though, is I spend at least one hour at the end of every weekday working on editing my personal video projects, leaving Saturday and Sunday to, quote, relax. And uh, the one hour, the at least one hour part comes from, there's a lot of nights where it's just like, thankfully the bride does go to bed earlier than me, so it's not like I have to stay up into the wee hours of the morning, but it is... You know, it's kind of a window of be t- starting, like, best case scenario, as early as 10, and I uh, try to get up at 7, so it's like 10 to 12 is ideal. Anyway, but uh, a lot of nights, like, I just don't want to, or I'm too tired, but I find that almost always, if I just sit down for a little bit, I'll get into a groove and hopefully get somewhere with it. So that's where that comes from. That's so awesome. that I can't limit it to a certain number of projects I have. I have a list of, like, five documentaries I want to make this year. That's just my (laughs) woodshop
1: projects. Like, that's not... Oh, yes, uh, yes. Like, again, six goals. Uh, So my third one, uh, Double D is... uh, Right now, he is eating Cheez-Its while drinking Irish cream. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit.
3: (laughs) 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 This is horrible. <laughs> that's,
1: that's, that's impressive. Cheez-its. Yeah, I'm spirit. not even mad.
2: Yeah. That's amazing. You um, pooped in the refrigerator.
1: Okay, go ahead. How'd you get in there? <laughs> yeah. but, all right. Uh, for the third one: Palmer will have started the LWSD empire with its own website showcasing the podcast, his blog, and the projects of the other cast members. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah.
2: I was just thinking during Twinkie's take, like, because it was, it, it felt like it was something that he wrote out. Yeah. And I was like, this would read very well, too. Um, that'd be well, a great home for that as well. Well,
1: and I have, I'm, again, thinking how we're moving towards a YouTube environment. A lot of YouTube um, channels are sistered with a blog. Where there will be text that either expands upon or is independent of what is on the YouTube channel as well.
2: Yeah, I, I, I love it. Um, I have just enough going on to have not taken that over from you. <laughs>
1: so, no, yeah. I, I know. And I, well, because I'm dragging my goddamn feet on it, that's the problem. So, but, we gotta it's gotta be fun, you know. That's yeah, important. well, that's don't, don't, don't take it from me. I'm gonna do it. Like, it's gonna be no, no, I would, I, I would, uh,
2: so it's so hard for me not to even just pay for several more like domains of my own that I won't, that I've realized I won't really be doing much with. Yeah, so I'm trying to be conscious of that just from a logical standpoint.
1: Well, that... <laughs> and again, my whole thing with this is that this would be a showcase for this would be the jumping point for future projects like anything you know like i i see all of our cast members having a a space in this web yeah absolutely um, where projects can is, be housed? So yeah, that's
2: already true. Um, Everybody's got at least they're one. They're all, that can
1: all under the empire.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: we all support each other, comrades. It's more. Com- it's more. I think it's more of a social communist thing more than an empire. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> so, all right. So there's the the blah blah blah. Palmer will have his finances on track to purchase a house with Ash in 2019 uh, by the end of the year. Um my next one this is a big one. Palmer will read 12 self-improvement books to broaden his understanding of himself and better his relationships with everyone else in his life.
2: Wow, those are two pretty big ones. Yeah. I mean buying a house is huge and uh 12 yeah. self-help books is not bad also. So my goal is like one a month. You know, cuz those read so fast. So like
1: Mm-hmm. And, well
2: they can but sometimes the ones i've some of the ones i've encountered recently they're almost like workbooks <laughs> under the guise oh of, yeah like, you need like
1: like spend a lot of time with them like sometimes some yeah a, yeah yeah that's fair i mean i guess as long as i'm doing 12 by the end of the year the time frame yeah. doesn't really matter well, if you listen first, to him. i just ordered the first one.
2: Oh really okay yeah which what's so, it called
1: uh the subtle Give art of not giving a fuck Hey, I like that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's, it's basically just, just to not get worked up about stuff, which I really need. So, and as, uh,
2: listeners of this podcast, you can go to audibletrial.com slash WLWSD and, uh, Hi. with your free 30 oh, no, day,
1: LWSD, just LWSD. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I know. Uh, <laughs> we can, and you can, um, you can download the subtle art of not giving a fuck, a counterintuitive approach to living a good life by Mark Manson. Oh hi Mark. Narrated oh, hi, by man. Roger Wayne. <laughs> 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 it is only five hours and thirty minutes long. Uh and you can get it uh, free with a thirty day trial at audibletrial.com slash
1: LWSD. Double D recommends unfuck yourself as well is another <laughs> Ooh, Let me search for that
2: on Audible unfuck yourself <laughs> yeah oh that's in there too oh these are great <laughs> that one is yep unfuck yourself by gary john bishop narrated by gary john bishop that's only three hours and 23 minutes almost whoa one two three four almost five full stars out of uh over four thousand ratings oh also that's awesome wow that's great Audible.
1: that's you can't beat that i already have yeah. the next one that's set up too is uh See if it's on there. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I already have it. I've started to read it. Um, let me see if I can...
2: I've got one actually on uh, Audible, The the one of the few that I have read and would recommend. Uh, I read it this last year and thought about putting it on my list, but I, I ultimately I didn't, but I, I I will mention it now as designing your life how to build a well-lived joyful life by bill burnett and dave evans narrated by the two of them that's only six hours and 18 minutes i actually read that one on at at a book as a book because i was it does have a lot of kind of guided exercises but i I did find that was was quite good i went to like a stress stress management appointment that's offered through my work and uh, then it was funny name of that
1: one again hang on
2: oh sure it's uh it's called designing your life, how to build. That's the main title, designing Buy, your life,
1: designing your life.
2: Yeah, it'll come up. It's, it's a came out in 2016 and it's quite popular. Um, and I definitely got a lot out of it. Um, in fact, in my um, in my journal that I've been carrying around, I cut out certain pieces of stuff that really work for me. And um, some of that you can see up there, that's actually I typed. I went through and like marked up my book but, and went through the exercises and stuff but then I also went back and uh printed out a couple of things that um this tended to be actually how to work through a problem anyway it, it, I do I really like that book. The idea is that it uh you approach your your life and um what what you do in your sort of day-to-day life and stuff as, as a designer would. So designers like, you know, if you were designing a logo for someone, you wouldn't just give them one thing you would give (laughs) to, um, to quote Logan uh, back in the day when, when we were watching videos of uh, people driving around Ritman and he was trying to convince his wife to come over. It's not just one thing. It's many. They were doing a lot of different things. Um, You would turn in a lot of different designs (laughs) for people to pick from because, you know, an idea is just an idea, and you have to try to find the one that works best. So anyway, I really like that book. I would recommend it. It is on Audible uh, as well.
1: So what's you could... The one, uh, what's the one about the the food one, too? The willpower? Oh, yeah. That is... Um, let's see. Well, actually, there's a couple. Um,
2: what's that one, The Why that you We Get you fat, about though? The, the, what's one that one
1: about the the? Why willpower. You Should Never die
2: Again? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Myth of Willpower. That actually is pretty good. I I, I read the Why We Get Fat and What To Do About It, but I think this one is better. Uh, Tracy Mann is the author. I'm looking it up. Secrets from the Eating Lab. Yeah, yeah. that's the main title. Secrets from the Eating Lab, The Science of Weight Loss, The Myth of Willpower, and Why You Should Never Diet Again. Which actually I Mm. think Double D might have asked me about, and I didn't realize that that's what he was asking me about. So Double D, that's for you too um with that, that's kind of cool because I found that the,
1: the one that I was the second the next one that I'm going to read to is uh ten percent happier uh oh. Dave Harris he's a he's a news correspondent like an anchor um Yeah, I see that on audible as
2: well. that's <laughs> fun I'm finding him so <laughs> uh, how I tamed the voice in my head, reduced stress without losing my edge and found a self-help that actually works he basically
1: it all boils down to meditation he, he um he he throws all the hokum out and legitimately finds proof like research that supports that just actual meditation works and so he he has a nervous breakdown like on the air um oh wow and so he needs to figure out what's going on and through that, he like connects with some different health gurus that he's met throughout his career, and that's what he his takeaway from all of their advice is, is that he starts meditating and he finds um, that that really helps him uh, stay focused. So uh, that'll be the next one that I'll read after the um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck.
2: Oh, that's great. And uh along the lines of the, the meditation, this I have I read this years ago, or I think I listened to it. Uh Catching the Big Fish, Meditation, Consciousness, and Creativity by David Lynch. And that's kind of how he reads it. It's that's, magical. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um all right. That's so- only an hour and forty seven minutes if you need to squeeze in one for the twelve. Wait, what's, <laughs> the
1: name, what's the name of that one again? <laughs>
2: uh catching the big fish by david lynch that has to do with meditation as well so if you want to piggyback that one on the uh the yeah. other one you just mentioned
1: yeah i might do that um
2: okay. sorry double D. The, this is double D's nightmare of an episode this one cuz it's, oh, like, yeah. it's like a you're billion like media things media 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 because we they're going to media, media. The like, they do the top 10 also like, yeah. like oh, it's so many things. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's good right. that he has those Cheetos and the and the ice cream.
1: <laughs> well, he said he he said he's logging off cuz he uh it's buddy he's time. He's about to have a conniption fit yeah. <laughs> probably.
2: Oh, he said I got buddy time too.
1: That's yeah. great. So all right. The next one is uh, 12 self-improvement. Oh, uh, Palmer's going to submit one article and one short story for publication.
3: <gasps> what?
1: Yeah. Say more about that. No, that's just what the goal is. Like, I, I, I'm i <gasps> probably going to go through the process to become a writer for Cracked because they're always like looking for writers. Wow. And then um, the. Short story for publication is um, I'm going to submit I want to submit something to Fantasy and Sci-Fi Monthly, which is like this um, pulp magazine that's been around since the 60s. Uh, but Stephen King has published in there multiple times, and like there were one of the first magazine like big magazines that he published in. In uh, Dark Tower, the, the Gunslinger started. He pub- that he first published his stories in Fantasy and Sci-Fi Monthly. So um, I'm going to submit. Uh, write a short story. I have an idea for a short story that I'm going to write um, and submit to them.
2: That is outrageous and exciting. I'm so glad to hear that. That's so cool. Both of those yeah. things.
1: So, um, so yeah, those are my goals for 2018. Um, so that, that like the first step is of course the goals, because that's what you want to steer. But again, I want to focus on the action step. So that now I'm going to go through and I'm going to start developing the plan for how I'm going to achieve these goals. And that's what I'm going to focus on is like those, what, what action do I need to be doing every day to work towards those things? Nice. Um, instead of just sitting and fantasizing what it's going to be like to have those things, because that doesn't do any good.
2: Um, right. Right. So I remember my, uh, I mean, I re- I do, I find all kinds of things to try to help me like achieve goals. A lot of times for me, goals are, well, more and more they're, they're about, uh, self-help i guess is a umbrella under which under which to put them but oh very often about creativity and like achieving uh, pro- project based goals but i remember some of that as a kid my dad just saying something about making sure that your feet are pointed in the right direction you know because then if right. you make the smallest steps and stuff you're you're kind of headed where you eventually want to go and uh, that, that's a small thing that always stuck with me and that and um uh, yeah i'll try all kinds of different stuff i I make a lot of to-do lists and sometimes those are more or less helpful but
1: i have one of my action one of my earliest action steps that i'm going to do is um i'm going to apply my financial budgeting strategy to time versus money because time is also a resource um so it it begs to, to the logic begs that I would be able to use that same process that has been successful for me budgeting with our money to budget my time and say, like if I have this starting amount of time and I break out my day and I, I take out all of my requirements that I have to do in the day. And then what I have left, how am I going to break that up? So I don't just end up burning it all sitting and watching YouTube all night long. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a great Um, idea. So, I'm going to try that. Um, that's going to be one of the first things that I'm going to do, so that I have, I can look at a week and say, "All right, on Thursday, from this time to this time, that's when I'm going to work on my woodshop stuff, and on Wednesdays, that's going to be long walk, short drink time, where I'm either working on the Empire or I'm working on recording." You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just budgeting all of that time, so. Um, to keep me focused and really to like to say no, you're not going to sit there and watch YouTube for three hours straight or nap in your chair for two hours. Like there are these things that need to get done, and it's not it doesn't say nap on your schedule. So <laughs> yeah, um, yeah,
2: it, I, I think that's a great use of like a skill that you already have and have, that has proven like with your budgeting and stuff. That's a
1: it's a terrific like, yeah um i well, think modification I, that yeah I think that I, I think that'll work so and it's
2: a good idea too because like it, it's it it's not just something that somebody else has recommended but rather something you has worked for you like it, that seems to come from a genuine place for you that you'd be less likely to to uh your brain you know to, to talk through or just miss or something like that you know what I mean right right like it uh it feels feels good and i i find that whole thing too about just just the, just to try, like, and, uh, that sounds so stupid, but, but like the one hour thing for me, um, that's important because the hardest part is just like, just to to start like that day right. for a couple minutes. And then I think if you, if you don't, if you really don't want to, you just stop, but that almost never happens. Right. Um, Even today, like for me, I was, I spent all day looking at screens here at home in a way that I don't normally, like I wasn't editing. I was just having to read this stuff and i had drank too and <laughs> eaten too much last night and i was just feeling fucked up like and bad like worse throughout the day and i think it had a lot to do with the computer screens but we were going on this family walk slash run and i was like i don't even know if i can do this and like i certainly can't run but um we we got out there and i was like well fuck i'll just try it so i just started out with my little slow plod and i was able to just like stick with the slow plot and i had the headache i still have the headache but uh-huh. it's like Shit, I didn't think I could do that. and But the main thing was just like right. deciding to... It's like, well, I'll just try it for a second. And then it was fine. I, I still I hate running. Running right. <laughs> I don't look forward to that at all.
1: Well, <laughs> well the other side of that, though, is like... Because Ash and I were kind of barreling towards... And I might have mentioned this in Des Moines. Like, we were going to try keto. Um, She's been really adamant about trying keto. And we were just about to pull the trigger on it. And I just... I thought to myself, we still haven't proven... Like we we know if we eat less by monitoring our calories, and we exercise more by not spending every evening sitting in on our asses watching YouTube, and we actually put an hour of act like just 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 put a number on it, 20 minutes of activity every day at first yeah. or half an yeah. hour or whatever, you know, uh, leading up to an hour of act of good solid activity every day. And if you stayed, you know, like she stayed around like sixteen to eighteen hundred calories, and I stay around like fifteen to seventeen hundred calories, we would lose weight if we could just do those two things, right? We would obviously lose weight because the the light, like what we are living now, supports the body mass that we have. If we were to change those things, the our body mass would change, Mm -hmm. And, and so it always comes back to, well, we can't, we haven't proven that we can do those two simple. Those are free. The like, those don't cost anything. They have the minimal amount of effort to do just like, let's just prove that we can do those two simple things. So I, I came back to like, why would we add those two things? Obviously are, are harder than we think there are. Why would we add keto on top of that? Like, let's let's just do these two things and like wait until we hit a plateau, and then maybe that's when we go to keto.
2: Yeah, um, that's a good idea. That sounds like a
1: very sound so, logic. <laughs> um, so and I and, and and Ash was a little disappointed because she was really, ri- and I think she still is going to try to do some modified form of keto. I just don't think anything. I mean, really, like that you're allowed the less carbs like 20 carbs a day essentially 20 grams of carbs a day which is less than the amount of carbs in an apple every day oh fuck i just don't think that's realistic like you not forever
2: you know i hear it's uh, very expensive and and very time consuming yeah well
1: well, yeah and well and it's so fucking hard on your liver and kidneys because all you're eating is protein and fat and uh Hmm. It, it is great because it, when you hit ketosis, but it's only effective if you're in ketosis. That's the problem. Because that particular process is where your body is burning fat as opposed to the fuel that you've eaten. It's burning its stored fat, mm-hmm. which is when it, when that's happening, that's awesome because you are burning your body fat. But still it's so hard to say okay i'm not going to eat bread ever again why would i jump into that when i haven't even said <laughs> that i can exercise every day you know yeah, what i mean like, right, yeah. <laughs> why would i say let's exercise every day and no bread fuck go fuck yourself like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no you that know.
2: sounds very good in so, terms of like setting yourself up for small successes because yeah. those tend to build on themselves. And even with all your other goals, all the, all of the goals that you mentioned, but I relate best to the project goals. Um, there's always like a next step. So I will sometimes have a list with, the the projects or various things, but like I'll always try to attach like, what is the very next thing I need to do for this? Like, right. So, so for something like the website. One of the first steps could be that you just pick a, whether it's Squarespace or one of those services or what you pick, like to what, make a generic one
1: first. Just yeah. To get or, or even up. just,
2: even just picking the service or even just like today I'm going to try out those services. Like, you know, there's so many micro steps to getting anywhere with, with anything. Like well, finish, if you take I, I did start a class. Step.
1: I started a class on... Uh, oh, yeah, that thing you audience, want, right? On Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, um, I was I'm just using the that. website
2: as an example, but I think with all those things or what I'm finding is that like literally taking whatever that first step is, is very helpful, even though that... But that first step is always the hardest thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's and that's so true. And I just need to, I just need to buckle down and just do it, especially I have so much time right now. So um, let's, uh, let's take another pee break and then come back and let's do let's just volley back and forth on our top 10s. That sounds great. How's that? That sounds really great. Okay. All right, right back. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> Do you know what this is? No, what is this? The,
2: I'm dressed like Dustin from Stranger Things. You can kind of see with the red hat. I mean, the beard doesn't help. Yeah. This purple sweater. Yeah, you have. That. I don't know if it's in season one or two, but it's. Yeah, that Bronco. Sweatshirt. sweatshirt. Yeah, I thought maybe you would have heard about this. Have you heard about this sweatshirt? No. It's, uh, maybe it's a Minnesota thing too. Uh, it's, it's for the sweatshirt is the Brontosaurus, the quote, Thunder Lizard, the Science Science Museum of Minnesota. And it's a purple sweatshirt, hooded sweatshirt that the character of Dustin wears in Stranger Things. I don't know if it's season one or two. It was given to me as, and the bride, as a gift by, uh well close friends and then they were looking at us waiting for us to seemingly get some joke that we weren't getting (laughs) or at least certainly i wasn't i the bride claims to like have known but not expressed like oh but so it was so weird and awkward and eventually they explained the one it was a couple and she was like i knew they wouldn't get it (laughs) i think the the it was her cousin that thought we would get it and his wife that made the I guess they're very hard to come by because it's, it's, it's a period accurate thing from the eighties. The exhibit would have existed in the eighties aligning with when stranger things took place. And I guess the character Dustin wears it for the majority of some episodes in one of the, the seasons and, uh they decided to start making them and then they could they sold out of them immediately they were really hard to come by and so (laughs) so we didn't necessarily get it right away we got these stranger things hats from target that are mostly identifiable because of the white front blue bill and uh red side and then we came in to uh where a couple of her family members at christmas time we knew would know stranger things because they like they decorated their house with like the lights like they did in season one of Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Um, they did that for Christmas. So we came in, the bride and I were wearing this matching outfits and backpacks and the, like, you know, two of
1: the people got it.
2: <laughs> in any event, I thought maybe you'd get it. So I put that on the break. Well, I mean,
1: Check I it mean, out on YouTube, nice folks. Thing, wait, though, this is probably like on your list of top 10 things. I'm
2: you'd be- think. I mean, I would put it on there. Like Stranger Things season two was fantastic. Um, okay. Like season one was... Um I don't know what possessed me to put this on, but I did. Well <laughs> so I went mean, take so watch it on YouTube folks if you want to try to put it together. <laughs> You're so up on things I thought you might know about the sweatshirt, but that might be a regional. I knew thing. about
1: I knew about he so he wore a orthodontist sweatshirt that had a brontosaurus, I thought on it. Like, but it's not a brontosaurus, it's like an orthosaurus or something Like, like oh. A catchy way of saying like Dustin The bride actually
2: um, Walked into a classroom with this on <laughs> It was pretty funny oh. To hear about <laughs> Or to imagine your college professor um, you know, a, a skinny white lady, blonde hair, walking in, dressed up like, uh, you know, what, the 10, 12 year old boy <laughs> from the eighties.
1: Oh, here we go. Brace yourself for the future. It's an orthodontist sweat, t uh, t-shirt from the seventies or from the eighties, but it was a legit thing. Here, let me send you a link.
2: Is it the purple thing? Maybe it is. Maybe it is what I'm wearing.
1: No, it's not. It's not what you're wearing. the The shirt looks different. Nope, that's not it. Oh, it is different. Yeah. Okay. Um, but if you so if you scroll down, it's like that yellow
2: yellow square. Oh, just- you see the Brontosaurus one though. Oh yeah. Yeah, Dustin's retro science museum of Minnesota hoodie went viral too. That's what I'm wearing. Yeah. I'm the, <laughs> the footnote.
1: There you go. Oh, I look exactly like yeah. it. Yeah. Just like that, with the beard. The if microphone. only
2: I had like Devil D's like microphone. Uh, oh, he that, does! That comes around yeah. like a Madonna mic. It's yeah. exactly like that. I'm gonna save. That. I'll tweet this out with the episode. That's awesome. <clears throat> All right, sorry, it was a little weird detour. No. <laughs> but, um, but relevant, I guess, to the year that just passed. So that was a kind of a
1: so start us off thing. Though. Why don't you start us oh, off with okay. like the first one on, on your top ten from 2017?
2: I don't have an order We want to look at the mine are not book. in order uh, either.
1: Mine are all equal value. I'll just
2: look at the one that's at the top of the page. Okay. Which I actually don't know, but sorry. <laughs> so, okay. <clears throat>
1: ah, it's Blu-ray reissues. We only had an entire <laughs> year to get ready for this, Dave.
2: <laughs> I know. I know. I found it surprising. Not, not like difficult, difficult, but my things are generally these kind of groupings. So this one is Blu-ray reissues. Um, oh, okay. I, uh, I guess. Yeah. Started. I mean, I don't know. I don't want us to say about it other than that, so shout factory, I sing the praises of shout factory a lot on this podcast. Yep. Um, early in the year, I got into uh, collecting their, um, their run of, of the of, of beautiful reissues of Bruce Lee's, of short run of films other than enter the dragon which is owned by warner brothers And then they also published the uh, I am Bruce Lee documentary that his uh, family was involved in so those are each fantastic and uh, Have really nice special features uh, beautiful packaging that um, uh, I think I talk about one of the other episodes, but here you can see for Fist of Fury um which is also called known as the Big Boss. So they do this nice thing where they have double-sided artwork a lot of times with Shout Factory, to where on oh, nice. um, yeah. you and then you can choose which side displays. But it has in this case the uh, the original. And what they almost always do is like have the they'll come up with some kind of new artwork for the for the video release, but then on the other side, it's based on the original poster artwork that would have been period accurate whether that's a movie from the 90s or in this case the 70s and whereas uh fist of fury is the american name uh fists of fury is the american name of this film it has on the other side the uh the proper name which is the big boss so shout factory is uh one i looked up there uh they have a nice little quote that i liked about they say on their Twitter, uh, "We're celebrating 14 years of putting pop culture on a pedestal." I thought that was great because that is kind of what they yeah no they do. absolutely they and well give like the go ahead sorry well
1: no I mean you're you're gonna say like they give the they give the Criterion <laughs> yeah. treatment to movies that I mean and criteria and not to like belittle Criterion like those are great too they're fucking expensive um but Shout Factory yeah. stuff is like. It's like, why doesn't every movie get that treatment? And Shaw Factory really helps you feel like it could, like every movie could deserve that kind of treatment. Um, Absolutely.
2: Yeah. It's really nice to have, and especially being at the age we are, there's a certain sort of uh, nostalgia that's kicking in for the the people that are probably running that company. One of the nice things, too, is that, so some of the other title, like one of the titles that came out this year is Teen Wolf, which I think I
1: talked about in previous Oh, yeah, episode. and that's a beautiful edition of that.
2: Yeah, and actually there's Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf 2, you know, T-O-O, yeah. which is with uh, Jason Bateman, and yeah. he's a bo- boxer instead of a basketball player. So, oh, here I've already switched it. So I, I've done the slip cover thing, or like they have the double-sided thing. So one is the new artwork. and In right. this case, if you have Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf 2, uh, our YouTube listeners can see me holding this up. They actually, like the Jason Bateman one, if you put them face-to-face, they're looking at each other, and they're very much in the same style. That's awesome. Which is pretty cool. But then, you know, the original
1: artwork is also yep. an option.
2: So they... And they, and they Which, up, by the way, that is a,
1: that's a VHS cover that is burned into my brain. The Teen Wolf
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I actually have and have held on to this on VHS because I fucking love that cover yep. so much um and even even it's it's slightly even diminished to have it on the dimensions of a blu-ray but so yeah. cool that they keep it um they had as this ad this is sometimes happens with shout factory they were advi- advertising coming to dvd not even blu-ray um the teen wolf cartoon oh, okay. on september 5th and something came up with the rights that happened with one of my oh, favorite series did, from
1: the did 80s to do it then
2: yeah so that happens sometimes late in the game. They're cyborg. They're coming out with a cyborg <laughs> reissue uh, that has unknown special features as of this date. It actually got pushed back. Its street date release got pushed back to February from January. But but also they. I'm not gonna. I'm trying to suck, uh, suck, shop factory stick for too long. But like, they published other cool stuff, like Brandon Lee's film debut uh, in a 1986 feature called Legacy of Rage Whoa. that I I ordered out of like the back of a some kind of weird ass catalog from a martial arts magazine in the 90s, and have like some sort of pal converted, you know. VHS somewhere but this is a nice like DVD version with a commentary from a dude and I learned a lot about you know this movie and and Brandon Lee that I didn't know awesome. uh, from that commentary I'm not going to go through them all um, but they also do fire they also have a lot of so they'll do kind of runs like they do Bruce Lee's movies they have a lot of Stephen King movies so that's where I got the Firestarter, starter uh, which happened to fall in my chronology this year but they have like Carrie and a bunch of other stuff they've got a yeah. lot of John Carpenter movies a lot of Wes Craven a lot of these guys that I've just been getting hip to it's like Firestarter, I, you can see
1: the, oh, yeah, the new one I, and the old. I, I would want to get their John Carpenter. Stuff stuff um i've heard their treatment of for the fog is amazing um like the addition of the fog that they have is really good
2: yeah their treatment for everything is fantastic mm-hmm. um the last shout factory one i want to mention is into the night this is a movie that came Man, double out and he's gonna fucking hate you i know i <laughs> like, know just... <laughs> <laughs> sorry double d uh but this is uh came out in 1985 john landis directed jeff goldblum and michelle pfeiffer uh, I love this movie I remember getting in on VHS It was very exciting to me As a young man Because when Michelle Pfeiffer Is naked in it She walks across the hallway <laughs> She didn't do much nudity So it was exciting But it's also just a fun Weird little movie uh, And this came out In this great Like beautiful Blu-ray With extras And they birthed this thing Called Shout Takes Which is a podcast Wherein they take interviews From their special features And air them in a longer format Oh f- nice Their debut episode is Jeff Goldblum talking about this movie and all manner of things. And it is one of the most magical things I've ever seen or heard. It's the most Goldblum thing you'll ever witness, which is how they characterize it. I don't even know. I don't, I shouldn't get into it. Um, maybe I'll just make a note to tweet out. They have some clips from it. Uh, I'll tweet out with the episode. Um, it's crazy. Um, so it's not just shout Factory. I won't belabor the point too much. Um, there's two a couple other companies I want to give a shout-out to, one of which is Twilight uh, Films, and they do these sort of short run of like 3,000 copies uh, of certain similar kind of movies. You know, they single out movies, and they do a lot of Sean Penn movies, but what they do is they'll do a... They have a really nice essay that come with the the discs and an audio commentary with the director, usually moderated by someone, and will often have an isolated score track. Oh, nice. And so I picked up... Uh, at Close Range, The Fabulous Baker Boys, and State of Grace. State of Grace was one of my Palmer's picks, incidentally. Yeah. Starring uh, Sean Penn, and Harris, and Gary Oldman, and directed by Phil Juanu, who, uh, it was his first movie after making Rattle and Hum with you 2 Anyway, I, I didn't know anything about that movie, other than I, I fucking loved it. It's about the Irish mob in New York. And hearing this commentary was such a joy for all three of those movies. That, I, ne- I don't know, I n- never heard of this company, but they're they're magical. Uh, and then the, oh, Kino Lobe, Kino Lobe, Kino, oh, fuck, I can't say it. Kino Lober, K-L, Kino Lober. They, they they have a handful of stuff like that, too, but the two I picked up this year that I really fucking love is Avenging Force, Michael Dudikoff, 1986, yeah, No Retreat, No Surrender, also 1986, oh, first shit. film role, U.S. film role, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh my God. And these have, and it like conversations with the writers or directors, fucking Dudikoff interviews. Like you can't find Michael Dudikoff special features on anything. So God bless Kino Lober. And um, last, but certainly not least in this uh, sort of reissue Blu-ray thing is some company out of Europe that makes these cult premium cult additions so we did an episode on cyborg this year that had for, uh, the jcvd that had all this extra information that i was able to get from this german company um called sorry last one people i promise digidream digidream digidream-studios.de i don't know i think that's german so they give this treatment as best they can to movies, by and large, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme or
3: Michael Dudikoff.
2: <laughs> and it's fucking magic. So there you go. That That's all grouped for me under
1: Blu-ray reissues. <laughs> go. <laughs> Dave's hat is killing me. So Moto says that Dave's hat is killing me. Must have missed the something, hat? but I love it. He tried to to join the chat If you go to You go to the YouTube channel
2: I was going to take it off I'm going to leave it on now (laughs) I also got someone else that doesn't know uh, how to uh, not sign on YouTube, but I'm so glad is listening, is, is Steiner yeah. from uh, Cabin Kids, yeah. recent Cabin Kids yeah, episode ahead, for one. our listeners. He says, tuned into the live stream just long enough to see and hear Brontosaurus sweatshirt, which was enough to confirm you guys are still doing the Lord's work.
3: <laughs> Can't wait
2: to hear the full episode. Oh, God damn it. No. I feel like the luckiest guy...
1: Right seriously, now like, I that mean, <laughs> seriously i don't care if nobody else i just want our friends to watch our show that's all i want that's enough for all me. these people have been on mic too like yeah. oh it's the I'm,
2: so i'm closing these tabs from all these blu-ray things but that's fine uh, this right, is pretty so, well, singular uh interest of mine but in case you're all so curious seek those things
1: out well um no but that's a uh, so that's your number one. My number one, like, I am very specific. <laughs> uh, so my number one is It, the It movie. Fuck yeah. Um, I actually have that as one of mine, too, yeah. so this will double. Um, it, and just all things surrounding that, I loved how um, we really got to bond over the audiobook uh, read by Stephen Webber and just yeah oh that's uh, one of the best audiobooks yeah and one of the best performances um ever just uh, how he, he literally performs that book um and then just the movie being so fantastic and just being its own thing and living up to the hype especially after the disappointment after the dark tower book or dark tower movie how um i needed it like i felt so desperate for it to be good um so just all of that made it really easy for that to make it onto the list. On top of it, just being a fantastic fucking movie. Um, yeah, it was it was great. It, it,
2: yeah, we talk actually. Uh, I made note of certain of these things that we talk about at length. So in case somehow you're hearing this and haven't heard our other episodes, we devote a whole like four plus hours to. Uh, yep. It and I, all the things. It and episode three. And I should just
1: knock off all of those ones that we have full episodes devoted to. The same thing with I have. Uh, we have an episode already on Get Out. That's oh, also, fuck that's yeah. Also, I had that too. Yep, that's on the yes. list. Um, and that episode is outstanding. It features Palmer's
2: wife Ash in a tour de force fucking like yeah. research slash insight into this movie and that's that is one of the reasons watch short
1: again easy to make the list because of the just the impact it had on my own life on it's an amazing fucking movie to begin with, but then how we got that great episode of long, long, short drink out of it. Like seriously, if you're just new to the show and you haven't, I, you know, I, I believe that if you join a podcast, that's established, you should just join it. Like, don't worry about like you're going to, you're going to know about the important backstories that you need to because they'll say oh remember that episode where we talked about this and you might be motivated but if that's the case if you haven't gone back to listen to any of past episodes and you decide you want might want to try that that one is a great one to prove that like there's stuff worth listening to back in those earlier episodes oh yeah i'm, I'm a big fan of <laughs> that's all right two, that's a tour de forest yeah, though by in. ash so I'm five in, yeah. jesus
2: I'm echoing the it, like I brought it in my, uh, in all things it, just as you did. I brought the book. I actually uh, got the miniseries too on uh, oh, Blu-ray. Yeah. It wasn't a special reissue, but it did include a commentary by director Tom and Lee Wallace and actors, Dennis... Christopher, Tim Reed, John Ritter, and Richard Thomas—they were all buddies. Like I, would, I didn't get a chance to talk too much about this, and I won't now. But it was just really nice to hear that they all seemed to bond and were really fond of the movie and each other still to this day.
1: Another another so. one that uh, we have a whole episode devoted to that we've already talked about on this episode, even is Star Wars: The Last Jedi, and again, yeah, again that like it's uh, I I mean well there's stuff that we I feel like it since our second. And I, I saw it a third time even in the theater. Ash and I went and saw it for, we saw it twice together. Plus the time with all of us in uh, Des Moines. Um, there, I was so emotional on the second viewing where I actually got to, I wasn't like just blown away with like, ah, like, like look how magical that looked. And it, I can't believe the backlash that is fucking coming from this movie. Like, is it blowing your mind? Oh,
2: yeah. I've kind of moved on from it, but I was staggered by it at the time because, of course, we saw it before opening night, like that that midnight or whatever, yeah. early uh, Thursday before the Friday that it was the official release. And uh, we all seemed to really enjoy it. We had a nice discussion about it. I mean, there were some criticisms, sure. um, as you can hear on 36.5, our episode. But... Um, our first and so far only episode where we were all together in one room in one space. Yep, in someone's house, which we, I never you know, thought ever. When, <laughs>
1: in, like since starting this podcast, I never thought that would ever happen. And we got it taken care of in the first year, the first fucking like, yeah, real year. That's you know? right. Like, yeah, yeah. So,
2: but certainly we all had a largely positive experience. I'm sure, somewhat informed by our. Getting together in that way and in sure. that special circumstance for that shorter sure. period of time. And, yeah, and then I started to hear things. I Did I tell you what happened to me in, in this? I did. I, on that episode, I told about the staff meeting, I think, where people were starting to say things about... Each person was supposed to talk about Star Wars in some way as like an icebreaker as we went around the table. Yeah. And people were saying bad things about... Star Wars, or like someone said, Mark Hamill couldn't act, and then it got to me, and I was just that I didn't tell you about that. No, <laughs> I for sure I did. Jesus. Okay, so Dude, when it got just to you, you
1: just like, and you can go fuck yourself, go fuck yourself, Kinda. fuck yourself, <laughs> yeah. and you suck a dick, like that. Yes.
2: Like. <laughs> Opening quote, but yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so,
2: so it was like an icebreaker around the table about you know this larger meeting that wasn't just my normal. It was kind of a, like a topic, but not associated to the teams that... Anyway, so it was a broader thing, big group, icebreaker. Uh, people all different ages and stuff like that. But then like in front of, front of me was a 25-year-old... Uh, well, I'll just say kid, whatever. <laughs> um, who I do work with sometimes, but didn't know he felt this way. And he said, like, Mark Hamill... He's like, I, I agree with so-and-so. This is looks, it was a good movie, or feels like a good movie, but uh, not a Star Wars movie. Cause maybe this was after, yes, this was after. So I didn't tell you, sorry. Yeah. I forgot to come out and we'd all seen it and we'd recorded that podcast. So, um, yeah, he's like, it was a good movie, but it was not a star Wars movie. And finally Mark Hamill may learn how to act. And then it came to me next and I was like, okay, I'm going to take issue with what this guy just said and say, not only do I love star Wars and this star Wars so much, you know, it's like I mentioned like the podcast and all that. And then, uh, and then it moved on and somebody else said something negative about Hamill within a couple of more what? people after me. Uh, and I spoke up. I'm like, I will not let this dissolve <laughs> into like people bashing Mark Hamill. And I was yelling, but it was supposed to be funny, but I was also mad. I'm like, yeah.
1: fuck you guys. <laughs> this is so not cool. <laughs> yeah. No. It, it, um, I And again, it's just one of those things. I know I liked it and that's all that matters everybody can say whatever they want about it, but sometimes you hear some shit and you're just like, what are you fucking talking about? I don't care who you are. If you can't acknowledge the fact that that last shot of that kid holding that fucking broom, like every fucking person has is that is the most powerful image ever put on film for star Wars. I'm sorry. Like, that's, I mean, that's it. That's what Star Wars means, you know. Is that that's what the hope is? The a new hope. It's that hope that you, as a small, tiny individual in that vast galaxy of everything, that that little kid is looking into, still has the hope that like can make a difference in that vastness.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, my main thing is like I, I. I and i felt like this about reviews for a long time i've I've mentioned on the show but i've particularly about this one right now it's just like i really don't want to entertain people's arguments as to why i shouldn't like or enjoy this thing that i did like to where i just don't even want to hear reviews if i uh, yeah it's like i i don't know my opinion to
1: like it is just as valid as their opinion that they want to browbeat you with you know yeah
2: I feel so much too Like a lot of that Is just people Seeking attention Yeah For the wrong reason Or like for uh, For negative reasons uh, I heard the weirdest thing Just the other day um, One of my The podcast that I really like Is called Cinema Fireside I mentioned on the show And it Comes out of Mil- Milwaukee And is published on SoundCloud And features Mark uh, Borchardt Of American movie fame And uh, this other guy Called v- Gabe Van Handel Who calls in and Gabe was saying that he felt <laughs> they usually they talk a lot about like highbrow and art films and stuff like that a lot of times, and we'll make that distinction. But Gabe f- felt that that this Star Wars was the only Star Wars to be like an art film, <laughs> and he said that it uh, he it really surprised him in this way that it strung together these three storylines that intercut between reaching this kind of fever pitch and like took all these big chances. I was very surprised to hear this particular guy, erudite guy, kind of pretentious film, uh, uh, scholar, talk about it in this way and i was just like all right well like that i'll take right you want to say like nice cool things like good positive things sure. about a movie i already like and elevate it even more like i'll take that but i don't really want to but hear no, but people no, tell I don't
1: me want why to it say, sucks like but i don't want to say it like that because then you start i i hate fueling i hate adding fuel to the argument that you're only like we don't live in a society where you just it's so easy to only hear things that support your life view, and that's not constructive t- for change, right? Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean.
2: Uh, confirmation
1: bias. Yeah, all yeah, yeah. So um, it's not It's not that, oh, you're talking positive about it, so I'll listen to what your review is. It comes back to that text that Twinkie sent where it's just, you can say it's not a good movie. It That's okay to say and you can say that it didn't do what you wanted it to do that's okay to say but you can't say that it's a, not a good movie because it didn't do what you thought it was supposed to do it is what it is you know like i and i guess that's the same thing with the prequels like i need you to just shut up about the prequels like i'm never going to get new episodes 1 2 and 3 those are episodes 1 2 and 3 like that's just the way it is i can choose though not to watch those right you know what i mean (laughs) like and and i can and i can have the opinion that they're not good movies um but it's not that i feel that they're not good movies because they don't do they didn't like fulfill my theories they're not Mm -hmm. good movies because trade regulations aren't that that doesn't feel like the spirit of Star Wars. No, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like like trade disputes isn't like the spirit of Star Wars. This movie, like the whole thing, is about the spirit of Star Wars. It, like it really explores the Force and like what does that mean? Like you have like you're never gonna have just the light side without the dark side, and you're never gonna have just the dark side without the light side, and and. I think this one, like, really start it really pushed forward that envelope of like, what does the Force mean, and what is that? That's not midi you know.
2: Well, even to that idea of like that Luke Skywalker would bring balance to the Force, or that Anakin Skywalker would somehow bring balance to the Force through Luke Skywalker, that right. could even extend to what he just did in this movie, right? You know, um, and and I think to that idea as well that you were talking about. It's or or Twinkie's idea that just because it isn't what you'd hoped it would be, doesn't mean it's bad or wrong. Right. I read that thing in IMDb uh, trivia about Mark Hamill's first reaction to the script and to Ryan Johnson being like, "Let me first start by saying that, like, I disagree with everything you've done here (laughs) with the Luke Skywalker character. But now that we have that out of the way, let's go about trying to realize your vision. You know, and I'm sure he had different thoughts about Mark
1: Hamill is a professional and how he he's like yeah i disagree with all of this but you're the director so i'm going to do my I, I best to to achieve that vision
2: that you have i you have know? to imagine too that he probably doesn't still feel that way and but, and i think a lot of people seized upon the controversy of that idea that like well mark hamill fucking hates star wars right <laughs> it's like
1: no, no. <laughs> no i don't think it, uh, <laughs> yeah no i totally get what you mean I, eh, what can you do like again it's just like Fuck it! I know I liked it. That's all that matters. Like my wife liked it. We had a really great connection over that movie. Nothing, any review I watch, any negative review I read or watch, is going to take that away from me. That's right. Yeah, I had a well, great and, and viewing as, with all of you guys. Exactly. Nothing yeah, like negative gonna thing too. is gonna, I read or say is going to take that away. Like I had a great yeah time with this movie, and even if even through all the shortcomings, like fucking princess leia flying through goddamn space like <laughs> think of that too yeah. even through that like i'm still gonna say like yeah but i had a great experience with this film that's that can be enough sometimes you know and, oh yeah um it's i mean like for all like people bitch
2: about stuff and i bitch about things i i mostly just want to l- enjoy things i want to find things that I, I get excited about and really like so when i do find stuff that i spark to, it's like i don't really want to question it too much yeah <laughs> Or de- have to defend it or entertain ideas why I shouldn't like
1: what's it. What's what's your next one? We're gonna be here all oh, fucking night.
2: I know. Yeah. Um. I don't.
1: Uh. I'm gonna. Uh, the, yeah. My formal, next one you're actually formal ten.
2: Like, no. And I I I won't even be that. All the and some of them like it was in there. Get out. All that. Um. One of my
1: uh,
2: my the next one I, I, I actually had most after of my
1: movies that I had. I had oh, good. I good. Had one
2: more movie. Uh, it... yeah I don't have that much more uh stuff honestly but uh, one of them is um is a little bit of an umbrella as well and it's just you 2 um, okay in 2017 I saw the Joshua tree tour twice um I saw they had they put out a beautiful deluxe reissue uh vinyl and etc box set of the Joshua tree for its 30th anniversary I have as a youtube.com dis- uh, subscriber they reissued the uh the singles from that album as... Oh, shit. Like, uh, what are these? 10-inch uh, vinyl replicas
1: of oh, I bet there's the a board of singles. people that are just like, okay, what, uh, what can we put out that Dave will buy?
2: I know. Well, this is for everyone that subscribes to YouTube.com. I think you pay a yearly membership. It's like their fan club. Okay. Um, now, when I was first getting into YouTube in the mid-'90s, these were tough to come by, like these singles, because they had... And they were some of the first singles released on CD. And they had quite a few uh, B-sides attached to them because like U2 at the time almost made the Joshua Tree a double album. So they were like pioneering this new form of singles that had these like two to three new songs per single. Um, So they were... Are
1: they EPs now?
2: yeah sort of but there's that weird thing with singles in the uk where like it, it means something different like people try to have the biggest single of the year like you see in love actually like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah run for the so but they put these b-sides on them um maxi singles they called them like in the 90s yeah. they were good for cds uh i put out two of them myself as like an independent singer songwriter trying to hold on to that tradition where i put extra songs anyway but uh so these are these are beautiful as well. They put out just a lot of cool shit for the Joshua Tree, and 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 really that tour was like executed with a lot of vitality. Um, I saw it in Dublin, Ireland, and in uh, Minneapolis. Here, I talk about the Dublin, Ireland experience in uh, in episode twenty nine of our podcast at great length. So I won't go over that here. I go through the box set in detail. <laughs> um, we listen to it uh, and talk about that unboxing on episode 26 of our podcast but also on our youtube page i have an unboxing video of that gorgeous set um they also put out the uh sort of sequel or second part to their songs of innocence album from 2014 uh songs of experience which is a terrific like album entry into their catalog yeah um I, for years, for like 12, 14 years, I have made these kind of annual mixes of music that I've come across within a calendar year that is made a bit like that I wanted to document beyond having it be an album on my uh, shelf. And uh, this was the first year in all of that time where I didn't even encounter enough new music that I really responded to to make one of those. Um, yeah. And I haven't found myself listening to a lot of music, certainly not new music. Um and this this album is fucking great (laughs) like it uh you two made one album i don't really like 2000 uh i think nines no line on the horizon and the big critique there would be that there wasn't just there was not a lot of personal stakes in that album and so they really corrected that uh, starting with songs of innocence and they've continued that even more on songs of experience with the personal element and feeling like there's high stakes and, and great songs, uh, great lyrics from Bono and also a commitment to rock and roll as like a revolutionary force that is going away. Um, you know, if you think about like the sixties, the uh, seventies, like even the eighties, nineties, like you'd have these sort of, rock and roll would have a place in the cultural conversation and I can definitely attest to being turned on to uh, political ideas or political problems through bands that I care about sure making a point to, uh, ex- to shed some light on some things that as, en- as you're seeking entertainment you might not be you might not otherwise encounter and uh, that's just not I don't know like even with the last year that we've had with this um, <clears throat> horrible horrible president uh there's not much like angry music coming out to uh yeah. i don't know like what where is that and fucking we're getting it from like guys in their 50s from ireland <laughs> who yeah. have an idea of what america should mean and uh and u2 does a great job they have always have of like making songs both personal political and spiritual all wrapped in one like the same lyric and so they're, they're doing that. They're kicking ass right now, and uh, I, I really appreciate that. So if you haven't heard uh, Songs of Experience, they did not put it on everyone's uh, iTunes library this time, which seemed to piss <laughs> off a lot of people. <laughs> Songs of Innocence, also a great album. Uh, yeah, check it out. It's, uh, it's pretty spectacular.
1: Um, I'll just rapid-fire some of my music then uh, since we're on music. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, let me piggyback. Let's let's take one step back. Then we'll finish up movie. So one of the movies that I had on here that we don't have an episode specific, um, on uh, it. It came out just at the tail end of 2017. It's called Bright on Netflix. Uh, oh. It stars Will Smith and. Uh, oh, I can't think of the other guy's name. Uh, you'd know him if you saw him, but it. Um, got a lot of flack on from critics uh but when i was read the critic reviews they really what they were giving shit about was how much netflix spent on this movie and um that matter (laughs) yeah and, and that's really like it has will smith like he's it's gonna cost a lot of money to get him in the movie, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, Joel Edgerton is the is the, oh sure the oh guy. is this that thing where so is Joel Edgerton play a an orc a, a monster or something? Yeah. yeah okay
2: I'm the monster yeah. sorry but
1: a creature not human it basically exists in a version of our reality that mythical creatures also exist in and there is a history of those just like they are uh, it, there are multiple races of sentient people that's i, I guess it would be the easiest way to say oh, it. Like that, that's a great way of putting it you know um there are human beings there are these orcs there are elves there's fairies like all of these things exist um whatever admiral akbar is rest in yeah. peace oh me poor <laughs> admiral akbar um so those things all exist in the same universe and uh this movie tells there's so much exposition told in the opening credits all through like graffiti that if you didn't really pay attention to you would miss it. And you kind of oh. like you kind of get thrown into this universe. So there was like really high um, user reviews and really low critic reviews. And when I really dove in, in my opinion anyways, when I dove into the critical reviews, it was how much money um, Netflix had spent. It was like I, I think it's like four hundred million. It might be a I, I mean, which is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but they they have fuck you money. They're Netflix. Like, <laughs> people yeah. don't get that. Like they like their president of development of new projects went on record to say we haven't canceled enough projects yet, which means you're not taking enough risks. Meaning like they were making too good of content. Like they were being too picky about what content they were making. So all of it was good. And that's how he he was worried that they were going to get stagnant. So they wanted more stuff that they were going to cancel because that meant they were taking risks. If they were like, nope, this is no good. You know, like, but at least we tried it, you know, Um, they just have fuck you money. And it really reminded me of, do you remember when Waterworld came out? That's the very first thing I thought of when yeah. you said
2: they were complaining about how much it costs. Because I also remember the Palmer's picks when you're like, the critics, the critics can all go to hell because all his movies are great. Talking about Kevin Costner. yeah. <laughs> and I remember
1: that you liked that movie. And it, were, and it really, were irritated it. biggest by all that. critique was how much money they had spent on it. It was just like they wanted it to fail because of it. And now it's like they spend that much on movies all the time. Yeah, You know, yeah. You know? and... uh so that's what it reminded me of. It was a great fucking movie. Like it just had like this. I love movies that don't waste time. Shoehorning exposition in, and they did a really subtle way to like, bring you up to speed on the key points of what was going on in the story. So then you could just start the story. And it felt like I did get in an argument with somebody that this was because it's a buddy cop movie. It's billed as a buddy cop movie. It's like lethal weapon. They think that means yeah. it has to be a comedy. Lethal weapon's not oh. technically a comedy. It has funny stuff. Not stories. the first one especially. No. Yeah. <laughs> the first one is not that, a comedy. It's like it has funny stuff in it, but it's a serious story, right? And it's the same thing with this. It's uh so that That's cool. That, yeah, so that made it onto my top 10 list. Let's
2: follow a couple of movies, because I don't have too many movies, and so I don't have as much to say about them. And a lot of the movies I want to call out... I, there's actually only two I really want to right. mention. Are your, uh, the they, are not, they are not from this year, but I discovered them this year. Okay, go ahead. Um, and both of them I really recommend you watch if you can. Don't watch the preview if you're interested. <laughs> if you you can take my recommendation, try to just go in cold. The first is uh, called Boy. It's from 2010. It's directed by... Oh, I can't say his name. T A I K A W A I T I. The voice of um shit, it's a voice of someone in Thor like of an animated character, the Thor Ragnarok. Is it a tree or some shit? Fuck, I wish I could remember. It's like in that fighting ring where Thor yeah. fights Hulk at some point there's a guy with a kind of a funny new New Zealand accent ultimately Yeah, I know was. what you're talking about. That's the writer-director of this movie. And the short synopsis is, set on the east coast of New Zealand in 1984, boy, an 11-year-old child and devout Michael Jackson fan gets a chance to know his absentee criminal father, played by this writer-director, who has returned to find a bag of money he buried years ago. The Bride just sprung this on me. It's on Amazon Prime. Fuck, I love this movie so much. It was so goddamn charming. I, I,
1: and, uh, yeah, so that's one so Good. that's all i have to say about it right? Right. Ne- next <laughs> um well and then let me just do my i'll just rapid fire all my music because you talked about you too oh sorry yes yeah um so I. Uh, i have specific songs now i what i'm thinking not to put the cart before the horse I was originally thinking that we could just do we would have all the cast do with like a mixed media list because there's always something that represents that media on YouTube whether it's a trailer or, uh, the song or whatever. Yeah. Um, I would have more music than what I'm going to say now. The, the the few songs that I'm about to say are just like they definitely they they struck out somewhere. So like, uh, "Die Young" by Sylvanesso is is one of my singles from this year that's just so fucking fantastic it's so good um it has this amazing synthesizer thing that goes into the chorus that's just uh fantastic uh die young um so through swiss army man in my research of swiss army man i realized that one of the songs that i really love this year Is by a band that the Daniels directed one of their earliest videos, uh, Manchester Orchestra. So the song though that came out this year is called "The Gold." It's a really depressing song, but Jesus, is that song good? And I find myself singing it all the time. And the like opening line is, um, "I don't love you anymore. You've become my ceiling." Like that's how it opens, and so I sing that like terrible line. All the time, like all, like you know, Ash and I are getting ready for buddy time, and I'll just like bust out like, "I don't love you anymore." <laughs> you become my ceiling, and like, <laughs> she's like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> fuck you." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
3: she's
1: like you're trying to get a bazinga, aren't you? Um,
2: <laughs>
3: what's that mean?
1: I know uh-oh. what that. Well, you know, so we play this game where you see how little of a song. That you can either hum or sing oh, to get the other person to sing that's
2: it. That's right. Get stuck in their head. Yeah, get head stuck in their, their head. head. <laughs>
1: and then if they start singing it, then you get to say Bazinga. So nice. <laughs> um, so Manchester Orchestra is the gold. Uh, and Sorry. Wish I Knew You by the Revivalists. Uh, so this song's really corny, but the the the, bass, the the chorus goes, I wish I would have known you when we were young. Because we could have got so high, uh, <laughs> so it sounds really cheesy and corny. But it's like it's one of those songs that when it comes on when we were in the car, that we would just like belt it out and sing it at the top of our lungs. Really fun. So, um, oh, if, you and Ashwood, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the, oh, that's it's great. Soundtrack for 2017 for sure very cool um I don't have much so that so we've knocked out all of my movies and all of my music do you have anything like any other major ones from your list uh I have just a couple of movie and
2: music I guess um uh, music wise I the, I also really loved Nine Inch Nails vinyl Definitive reissues oh, Which yeah, I, awesome. I don't need to say Anything about here um, But I will mention To check out uh, Episode 33 Of our podcast Where I talk about them Much more And also if you go to our uh, YouTube are the Long Walk Short Drink YouTube page, you can see un- a lot of unboxing videos for a lot of those, like all kind of strung together. Those are fucking magnificent. Also in 90s alternative <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> offerings. Um, Pearl Jam did this. Um, this this documentary slash soundtrack For the documentary that came out this year Called Let's Play 2 And it was uh, made by This guy who's made a, another really He's done a lot of work with them as a photographer And filmmaker called Danny Clinch Who's, hopefully I've said that right Now I'm suddenly second guessing Clinch, yeah um it's a concert film centering on the rock band Pearl Jam's 2016 shows at Chicago's Wrigley Field. So Eddie Vedder grew up in the Chicago suburbs and um so what this documentary is is it's a it's it's like part exploration of his love of the Cubs and the Cubs as a kind of an underdog and it, and these concerts they were playing in Wrigley Field right around the time that the cubs were about to win the world series. Oh wow. And uh, it's it's one of these things where it's just really heartwarming the whole thing. Like right. the 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 performances and, so, and then, you know, Stephen it carries King has a very all the
1: similar book for the Red Sox. The the year oh, that the Red Sox won the World Series, it's um I forget what it's called, but it's basically like it's the correspondence of him and a fellow Red Sox fan. That he was like been friends really? with like there forever, and it's them like their emails and their throughout the whole season of the Red Sox. The whole book is just like transcripts of their conversations and events, and kind of put oh. together throughout that, that season watching the Red Sox win the World Series and like breaking the curse of the Bambino and all that.
2: Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, it's it's like that, but like with Pearl Jam and in particular with Eddie Vedder, which is so. Not It is it is a little uncharacteristic. He's someone who made peace with, but always been very shy about the limelight. And this documentary does really kind of focus on him, but like this sort of childish, childlike uh, joy he has surrounding yeah. that team. And then as, so it was super, super cool. If you get a chance to see that, they show it on TV sometimes, I think. The bride and I actually went to one of those Fathom Event screenings where you see it on the big screen, which was really fun and uh yeah really great so those are the two musical things one more movie also something that didn't come from this year like like boy uh jacko told me about this so jacko was like awaiting the birth of his first child and um it was a little late and i think they were just kind of sitting around waiting for his lady's water to break (laughs) and he suddenly sort of um well it's kind of like texting but he gets a hold of me in that way and he says you've seen searching for sugar man right and I was like, "No!" Whoa. He's like, "Oh, you must, you must." And I think it won. It won. It won. Maybe an Academy Award even for best documentary. Am I making that up? No, I'm not even going to fact check that. But this is one. So, so boy is great to go into, not knowing too much. But that's not essential. If you want to watch a trailer for boy, okay. Do not watch a trailer for searching for Sugar Man if you don't know much about it. Just watch it. the The movie is about. Two South Africans set out to discover what happened to their unlikely musical hero, the mysterious 1970s rock and roller Rodriguez. That's all I'll say about it. Like I, I just watched it based on his overwhelming uh, recommendation, and it, it was so great, so great. I'm, you know, quite a few years ago, but I just saw it. So awesome! There you go. Um, I think that's that's the it for my movies, music stuff, and most
1: of my shit in general. <laughs> so I only had two more. Um, I had so. Oh, oh no! So I have my YouTube stuff, and then I have uh, my book. I had one book on there. I so I, I finally pushed forward on the chronology this last yeah. year. Um, and I and Doctor Sleep made it on my top ten. Uh, oh, good. It was so good, and and I was trying to articulate this to Ash that one thing that i definitely have noticed in this in in listening listening to stephen king's books as they were published in the order that they were published um he gets accused of being very cyclical like he recycles story plot points and in story structures a lot which I think anybody that's that prolific, that's gonna happen, right? Like you're gonna, it happens a ton if you like in
2: certain bands and albums. Like they'll be repeating phrases and stuff. Yeah, like it's just kind of just, in a short span of time. If you're being creative, there's gonna be some stuff like that that overlaps. And
1: and I mean, this man he created an entire other person so he could publish more books every year. You know, like that's yeah. that's gonna happen. And so, um, but I was just talking about how. Uh, The Shining is really about addiction and about alcoholism. Uh, that's you know, Jack Torrance is really battling with that addiction throughout that whole book. And then Dr. Sleep, who, which is about Jack Torrance's son, is about AA and recovery from life Mm. after Uh, alcoholism, you know, Mm -hmm. and breaking that cycle. And it's just you can see how his king's earlier work is just so it's a young man's cynical outlook on like the man and uh there's a long period of time where he's very anti-nuclear in his writings uh there's a lot of like new you'll run into that where you'll see a lot of his characters are protesting like nuclear projects um Where now, I feel like his work... So I I went from uh, Dr. Sleep to Joyland, which is almost like a coming-of-age story told in the first person. And it's just so much more sentimental. Like, he has an old man's, like, sentimentality of life. It's so contrasting to his earlier work where people say, like, oh, he just tells the same stories over and over again. But they're told from a different perspective, which makes them totally refreshing and worth listening to or reading yeah you know um so dr sleep was definitely one of that i mean the 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 aa stuff was really really emotional for me for some reason to listen to so
3: hmm
2: uh that's cool because i remember when you first were talking about getting reading that book which i think might be in the episode just previously published you were kind of unsure about it so it's yeah. nice to know that it, oh no it, it came it, around it to so, being no, so i
1: loved it it was so good um the only thing i have left are just a couple of youtube channels that really meant that 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 i watched a lot this past year uh the first one is pure living for life i would highly recommend just if anything just when you feel like you're struggling. I know this sounds shitty and I don't mean it to sound shitty. It's nice to know that other people struggle too. It's not like you're, it's not that you're taking, it's not that you're enjoying watching somebody else struggle. It's that you take solace knowing, okay, it's not just me. Um. So this pure living for life is this YouTube channel. It's a couple who decided that they wanted to live a debt free lifestyle. So they the first episode is the woman, Alyssa, is driving to sell her car that she has that she has a loan out for. And they want to build a house and live debt free in this house. And so the the channel focuses on that they're doing all the work on building the house and I started watching it right around the time they were putting their water system in, but there's episodes where he, like they just say like it was not supposed to be this hard, like where they're almost broken by this process that they're doing and the bravery that they have to like put that out there and put and show people them in that moment of weakness and like where they're almost broken. It's just a really honest, great. They can be a little preachy from time to time. I'm not going to deny that, but overall it's a great channel. Um, that sounds, that sounds really nice. And the whole thing, you shouldn't feel bad. It's not shitty.
2: I, that I completely relate. And I'm the same way about that idea of not, it's not that you want to hear other people suffering, but whether it's music, like in people singing their blues away, such as it is, or like, see, it's, it's not, I think it's just a, it's, it's comforting to know that other people have struggles. That's why I was like, no, we're not getting through this moment. Like an hour or two ago, when I was like, "No, I'm gonna say that I ate all that food in the kitchen, yeah. just in case that makes somebody somewhere feel better, because <laughs> that would make me feel better to hear." I drink, um, drink a week's worth of bread. Um Just a throwaway that that piggybacks on that idea of like the kind of if you're feeling down. What, how did you characterize that one? Like generally that, and what was it called again? Your one you just read. The
1: YouTube channel. Pure living for life. Uh It's it's it just. It's nice though, like, they work for everything that they do. They work so hard for it and it's nice. It's just comforting to see that they, that other people suffer like too. And, and like, and to see the rewards that they get for that suffering. So like, you might not realize the rewards that you have. It just makes you grateful. It's a very humbling channel to watch. Um, For some reason, that made me think of one
2: of my remaining two, which I talk about at length on another uh, podcast, uh, one of our podcasts on number 20, episode 20, I go in depth about the Bruce Lee podcast, which is where I developed or adopted rather that like affirmation thing and stuff. So the Bruce Lee podcast is, uh, I'll read their two line thing. Join Bruce Lee's daughter, Shannon Lee and cultural analysis, sharon and lee uh, no relation for a conversation about the life and philosophy of bruce lee each episode will dig deep into bruce lee's philosophy to to provide guidance and action on how to cultivate our truest selves and they they call it sometimes like an applied philosophy podcast so they'll take like a quote or something from bruce lee who of course is a cultural um touchstone for martial arts and just sort of general badassery and action movies and stuff but was also a profoundly thoughtful uh man who with a degree in philosophy and who developed was his entire life was devoted to sort of self-betterment and the development of his, uh, his art and his life as an art. Um, so anyway, so I found a lot of, um, I found a lot of solace myself in like ways to just sort of apply hearing about other people. So like they take a quote and they talk about how this relates to like their lives, like the hosts, but then also there was a community that developed it last year as it came out, where people would share say their Bruce Lee moment as they called it but but it was often these things where people would share like struggles that they had and how some point in time you know Bruce Lee's philosophy resonated and helped them through those struggles and stuff so that's been a really positive uh, force for me in a way to kind of Bruce Lee also has a quote about "uh there's no, self, there's no help but self-help. And self-help can be kind of a dirty word or like have certain negative connotations or eye-rolly things that I certainly share. But this has been a nice vehicle for me to find kind of ways of bettering myself or working on myself without uh, it feeling like too... <laughs> as new agey as it sounds i'll say that (laughs) so the bruce lee podcast go to bruce lee.com and check it out uh i definitely recommend that very wholeheartedly so
1: but um you you got another youtube channel right i do i i do i'm well i'm responding we have another viewer on our live stream uh who says i don't know i don't have any idea who you guys are (laughs) <laughs> or how what i got that? here but i'm really interested for some weird reason and so i'm just gonna respond to this oh wow we have a new best friend so i'm just like uh thanks for joining uh this is a recording session for our podcast long walk short drink um we geek out about shit we like so this happens to be our um this is our best of 2017 episode but we highly recommend if you like this conversation. Go back and check out some earlier episodes and definitely subscribe. You can click that subscribe button here on YouTube. We put our pod, the same podcast episodes out here on YouTube. We also, you can follow us on Twitter at LWSD Pod. Email us at LWSD Pod at gmail.com if you want. Um, yeah, hope you uh, are, are so liking cool. it. Yeah, thanks for joining us in the live stream. Long walk, short drink is a,
2: uh, the, the phrase is like a Western Pennsylvania expression for a long story with no payoff yeah <laughs> right that yeah that's true? True. that's <laughs> exactly what it is we just ramble yeah.
1: ramble, ramble ramble yeah so. in that we do yep <laughs> thanks for listening yeah no problem no problem thanks for joining us uh you'll be able to get everything you need he says he does he's not on uh, other social media that's okay you'll get everything you need oh. on youtube like we have good for you <laughs> this is our yeah good for you uh this is our live Stream recordings, and then these will be edited down to actual episodes also. So, um, and those will all be on the YouTube channel. So, subscribe away. Thanks yeah. for subscribing. That's so um, cool. The last, oh. I think this is the last one I have. Uh, so, um, I love to cook, obviously. I love to eat, so I also love to cook. Uh, but this channel has real... It's so good. It's like quick... Little short videos, like less than ten minutes, that really show the essentials of high skill cooking techniques to make really challenging dishes. And um, it's called Food Wishes. It's coupled with a blog called Food Wishes, same name. Hmm. The YouTube channel, though, I think it's totally enough uh, because you get to see him actually making the recipes that he's talking about, and. I we go. There are so many amazing recipes that he just has this amazing teaching and presentation style and humor. He has this great diction, the way he talks as he's going through the recipes. Um, it just all comes together to these great, really concise videos that have increased my cooking game like nobody's business. Uh, it it it. I highly recommend. Uh, food wishes great great vlog slash blog uh awesome so
2: is that where you got the idea to to spice up those totinos <laughs>
3: no
1: animals? no no i mean well i mean I, i'm a fat kid so I, i'm always looking for a way to make things taste more fat kid friendly so uh, <laughs> oh, that sounds kind of amazing yeah uh, <laughs> um, but yeah no uh he so he kind of changed my life on He makes these things called uh, I would. So here's two good recipes to watch from him. First one is the Dutch baby episode. (laughs) Dutch baby. It's like this uh, like traditional German pancake that you make in a cast iron skillet in your oven. And it is, I can't, it's like a custard pancake. That's the best way to describe it with like lemon and butter and sugar on it. Like that's not Not mad at that. Yeah. So Hmm. awesome. And then, uh, the one that I I spent a week and I just finally got my first one to come out this week. Um, it took me a bunch of tries to get it. Uh, the French omelet episode, like game changer. Oh, so, I
2: love me an omelet. How is a how does a French omelet differ? No than cheese,
1: a... no nothing else. It's just egg. What? and butter. That's, that's the,
2: how I how know. How's that
1: an omelet? <laughs> but you the way you cook it, the technique that you do it that when you roll it all up like some of the egg is not cooked all the way, it's almost like a custard inside. And so that's ah. like the cheese, but it's egg. And then you oh, put like Okay. I mean, you put so much butter on it like it's almost like <laughs> it has cheese. So uh Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So that would Very be cool. That would be the last out of my top 10 from 2000 2000- uh, 17. So, um, Oh, that's great.
2: I actually revisited our, the other one of these we did last year. And I think there was very little, uh, I knew it off the top of my head, but I'm saying it out loud to remind myself to do it about this one. I went through or was at least equally familiar with everything you mentioned. And, uh, we mentioned a lot of stuff here today. So (laughs) there's a lot for me to dive into that. I, I haven't yet. Actually, I think the only thing it was that I didn't, that I haven't yet sought out or seen or whatever was, uh, 10 Clover Field lane. I think oh, that's yeah. my only Jack remaining Goodman's thing. performance on that. John uh,
1: Goodman's performance yeah. in particular. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. That's almost the, I think that's the only thing from what you mentioned last year that I haven't gone through, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, I, that's one of the things about this show. I, I really appreciate too, is like, I get as, as I've you know there's a lot of familiar names and the things that i've mentioned and uh, of the things that i like from this year that aren't even necessarily from this year right um so so yeah uh, it's nice for me to be exposed to some to other things and this is helpful in that regard i have a couple i want to rapid fire 3 one of uh, uh, some of which i don't even need to say anything about and then that's it for me all right um uh, i don't even need to say too much about it but I, I i like this very much and haven't talked about it on the podcast and that's um season three of mr robot um i feel like mr robot something that you would really like as well you've mentioned multiple times yeah
1: so i want to i i need to check that out
2: season one is excellent season two is is like especially dark and not as satisfying
1: those two yes those two i really
2: yeah i'm not sure one or the other i mean the only way i would differentiate
1: me you're like you're like those two. Yeah, yes. a little
2: bit. I yeah. Those two a little bit. Yeah, you yeah. can watch those.
1: The, the good ones.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. These shoes. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> you know what that is? Yeah. The bride and I do that all the time. That is Paul Rudd's imitation of oh, <laughs> Robert De Niro awesome. knocked up <laughs> these shoes. That's awesome. <laughs> Every time. it's one of the reasons I'm happy I married her. Like somebody will say shoes. She's like, these shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, um, yeah, the both fantastic movie or uh, TV series Orphan Black is finished now. It's a five series run. I think it's available on Amazon Prime for you can watch. Really strong female lead in that. Really smart show. Yeah. Uh, I don't like science fiction, but this is science fiction that I like. <laughs> Mister um, uh, Robot is like a combination of. Fight Club, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh,
1: it it's, yeah. Like, like, that's crazy.
2: It is, it is It is that, like, great, too. Um, Season one is really spectacular. Season two is pretty dark. Season three is a real, like... Mr.
1: Robot. And that's yeah, got, and Mr. Robot. That's got uh cuffs in it, right?
2: Fucking A cuffs. Christian Slater. Christian Cuffs Slater. Goddamn right. Early in the bride and I's relationship... Uh, so cuffs. I I fucking love that. Movie. That is maybe my favorite Christian Slater movie. I next only to pump up because yeah. I know, like I like. Yeah,
1: Cube honestly is like
2: fucking ugly in the cube. Yeah. Yes. Oh swear we're hetero life mates, and why my? What's the a- opposite of hetero? Wait, 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 no. Homo. How does that work though? Wait. So how can you be my hetero life mate, and then I have a wife? Huh. It doesn't work. Like, no, it doesn't. Work. it doesn't work. Shit. I'm going to write Kevin Smith. (laughs) But one of the reasons that... One of the early bonding things between she and I was that I sent her flowers... And I said uh, I copied the message from a, uh, from Cuffs, which was something about really great to see you, loving kisses on all your pink parts. And she responded, she's like, "You ripped that off from Cuffs." And I was like, "You know Cuffs? Oh, you like Cuffs man. enough to know That's
1: that?" Awesome. <laughs> anyway, That's, so uh, you yeah, know, but, um, you had to marry her.
2: Yeah, like it was pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> Christian Slater is fantastic in that show, as as you would expect. But like, really, he is, and uh, the lead is is magnificent. But it, it has a it's all it's all that I mentioned, but it also has a really distinct like visual style. It's it's it's. That's all on Amazon Prime. You said, I hope so. I think so. I think it is. Uh, I'm it's half. USA. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. What's your last? Yeah, one? E- I think either of those the pilot of both Orphan Black and Mr. Robot, like are yeah. going to catch you or not. My last one. Uh, oh no, I have I have two, but they're not really. Uh, one was just live comedy. At the end of 2016, oh, yeah, like, the bride and I saw uh, Patton Oswalt uh live in person we not saw the seen one the that i
1: said i really liked we saw That is, his, um exactly we saw him was developing that yeah yeah where he's like yep. practicing that show
2: yeah and it was right after Man, trump was it, elected and it stuff it's so
1: honest it like there's it's some of the most brutal stand up i've ever seen. like uh, yeah like,
2: and and though. the bride particularly really really likes him like just like as a dude and as a public
1: figure and uh, really appreciates him not he that married that the, but, like, like his does. new wife is uh the Adventures of Natty Gale. That's who his new wife is. The girl. I don't know
2: what the I don't, I don't know what the. the oh, is it
1: an actress? Yeah, the old Disney movie.
2: The oh, Adventures okay.
1: Gale with I, the John think... Cusack and the Wolf. Ooh, John Cus-
2: the Oh, right, Harvey Keitel.
1: No. No, an actual wolf. Oh, <laughs> like, oh okay. <laughs> I think it's... No. What's your last one? You're going to be here wolf? all fucking night. All right.
2: Um, well, the live comedy thing, uh, just uh, we saw a bunch of live comedies starting with that. That was actually 2016. But in 2017, we saw Mark Marin, uh, who happened to be recording his. Uh, netflix special uh, in minneapolis in your show uh, like we,
1: in minneapolis he was in the that show, show that,
2: that we saw awesome. yeah he saw two shows that night that's i fantastic. haven't watched it but it was a good uh, special and i love his podcast uh we also saw michelle wolf chris Hardwick, and kevin smith at the acme comedy club in uh in minneapolis well um i like comedy a lot a lot of the podcasts i listen to are comedy based but yeah. i haven't seen much live comedy so we did a lot in this year and I, really I think i'm gonna go it. do
1: open mic stand-up this year too i think i need holy to fuck that would be amazing i need to do it the, somebody just at christmas time was just like you know you should be a stand-up comedian and i'm like if i had a nickel for every time somebody just randomly tells me that i'd have a lot of fucking nickels like nickel and knob fucking nickel a. And ob, you know it um that is a great that should be on the formal goals
2: i like that a lot all right
1: so stand up 2018
2: uh, and then the very last one is just generally jcbd in 2017 <laughs>
1: Because not only did
2: uh, he return to some kind of uh, public prominence with the uh, John Clevin Johnson uh, Amazon series, which I haven't quite finished yet, actually. Is Brian and I were watching it together. Like the yeah, whole... it's like six episodes, okay. ultimately. And uh, I was very happy to hear that Moto binged it with his buddy Shamrock. Uh, I was really happy to hear that they watched it together. That was so cool. And uh, he, he said something that it was a little bit more than just satire, which I like that idea. And I will say about the show, like, it's it's super tongue-in-cheek. Tongue in great use of JCVD um, playing, like, different characters and really making fun of himself. Um, but, like, not a great show otherwise. Uh, so far, I have two more episodes to go. But, like, he's so fun and great in it and people seem to like it uh, like i saw a tweet from like the guy that plays drax <laughs> from guardians of the galaxy like to him that they're, he's watching it with his buddies and considering jean-claude in a whole new light i just like that idea that people are happy about jean-claude van damme and then uh then also, of course, the training with dam.com that I've been engaged in that he launched this year. <laughs> so just generally JC. I, I, I <laughs> want to
1: do that exercise regimen just so th- it's him leading it.
2: Honest, honestly, seriously, uh, it's not it, it, you could do it. Like it, it is really built for people like from in their teens to like their eighties. Like anyone anyone could jump in and uh, I'll do it. And like I got the Fitbit now and stuff, and like I won't get like even active minutes because you have to have like 10 at a time i'm like i'm almost through the whole program of season one or whatever he's calling it and sometimes it's you know like there are parts of it that are kind of hard but it is super gradual and super uh approachable and just fucking hilarious because he says stuff like i just did less than seven dye
1: job on his hair job yeah just like that's worth it alone right there right like we talk
2: about it I introduced this and we watched a little bit of it and uh, just the previous episode 37, but uh, like in, in, in lesson seven that I just did of this at some point, he's talking about why this is good. Cause you can do it all in your home, like with just like chairs and a broom and stuff. <laughs> you don't have to go to the gym. And so he's talking about how you don't have to go to the gym. And at some point he's like, Oh, you have to go at the park and all this. And he's like, he pauses like beep fuck it and he moves on <laughs> and then like five minutes later he's doing this thing with like squats between two chairs kind of or something and he's like down down and he's like all of a sudden out of nowhere it's <laughs> just like these what? little moments that, that that like beyond just like having you know getting to exercise in a fun way and getting to hear him talk at you with his weird shit and then every once in a while he's like <laughs> and then he'll laugh He's talking to his other same same lesson seven is hilarious. She's like, I just sometimes I walk around, I go around my house, and I'm like mixing him and Tommy Wiseau at this point. Where he's like, he's basically talking about just like dancing to music in a half squat position. <laughs> he's like, you can do it. It's fun. Anyhow, just glad people are talking about J C B D. No, that's it.
1: That's all my shit. <laughs> all right. So, what do you think the cat like? What do we want to do for? Because on the YouTube channel, we could make a we could make. Five playlists where everybody gets a playlist for 2017. Like each of our Yeah, I like it. Right? Yeah. So do we want it to just be like a playlist of YouTube stuff? So it could be music. It could be like funny videos. It could be trailers for movies. Like, is that how we want it to be?
2: Honestly, I think, too, like what you and I just did in terms of what we mentioned of our favorite things that we either... You know, that's a great jumping off point for us because like you say, like we can find YouTube equivalents thereof where like for the Jean-Claude Van Damme thing, like you get the training and stuff. uh, There's some videos that represent that there's, you know, so we can just, uh, I think we start with those and then, yeah, hopefully the other guys could uh, submit theirs as well. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, double D's. Yeah, laughing at my brontosaurus
1: thing. Double D. I'm, I'm glad. Well, like I mean, because Moto sent already sent like his five, but I think it's like his five top. Oh, he did top five. Did moments. he send it to you? Um, I got something. I haven't checked his, the YouTube links that he sent. I'm wondering if it's like the top five LWSD moments. You know what I mean? So that's where oh, I thought okay. there was confusion. So I'll, oh, I'll, I'll put together a form where it's just like movie trailers, music videos for songs, etc. Like, just give us, like, I I don't know, just give us a collection of what you've liked from 2017. So that way we can say like, all five of us have a top of 2017. You know what I mean?
2: And I think that would roll over nicely into the web presence and like, you know, people's individual pages or whatever. Um I like the idea that it is because I, I even last year it was like I thought we were more focused and like specific about things that came out in 2016 or whatever, but it wasn't like it yeah. was the same as this. We were just talking about like I one of my favorites was the Obamas. Yeah, <laughs> like it was just like it was there were topics, <laughs> yeah. and and I was so glad to hear that like one of your favorites was uh the Roger Ebert documentary like you had just discovered oh, yeah. it, I mean, that is but so it had come good. out before yeah so I, I, like, I like that know. too. I mean, it doesn't have to be so focused on the year but I do like the idea of it being things that you encounter during the year
1: Uh, so it could be anything they want really I guess Um, I'll get an email out to the boys and uh, maybe get a form that they can just like drop YouTube URLs on give us like 10 to 15 good URLs so that we can call this like Twinkies Top 2017 Picks oh yeah you know and then we have all those. Yeah, playlists mine could be Dave's digs, twenty seventeen. Palmer's pleasures, twenty seventeen. That kind of stuff. I'll put those playlists together, but we'll. I'll put them so that they go up on the YouTube page at the same time that the episode launches. This episode launches,
0: so yeah, that way, like
1: all of their yeah. like lists <laughs> coincide with this episode. So yeah, <sighs> yeah. I, ooh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the burp so, too. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: Um, uh, and
2: then, of course, if if you're listening and you're not one of the people we mentioned, um, it's always nice to hear what other people f- find exciting. You know, uh, someone's recommendation is a lot better than, I don't know, uh, how, do you, how else do you find out about shit? So if you're our new listener today or a listener who have been silent for 38 episodes, but you're like, hey, you guys would really like this. Yeah. You can hit us up. Uh, you can email us at or email us by sending a message to lwsdpod at gmail.com. Yep. Of course, find us on Twitter at lwsdpod. Um, of course, on YouTube, uh, you can reach out to us. What else? I think that's the, those are the main you things. Us, you
1: can search Long Walk Short Drink on all the major like um, podcast platforms, so iTunes, Stitcher. Yeah. Uh, Google Play Music. You can search all of those. Which the Google Play Music that always it takes months. I feel like for those URLs to update, it's weird. Really, you know, it's weird. that is weird. Um. So yeah, uh,
2: tell your tell your friends. Not not for nothing, but um, it's it's lovely that it's such a tight knit community. But it wouldn't kill us to like have other listeners <laughs> in twenty
1: eighteen. I, 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 I know. I think a lot of us are.
2: I think a lot of us are pretty insular, and, and and I'm kind of reticent to recommend it because it is often so intensely personal that it's awkward. Like, I have coworkers, yeah, but I'm not going to be like, hey. <laughs> hey,
1: look at this. So, so our new friend that we just met on YouTube, uh, Isaac, who is our new subscriber, we got the notification as well that you subscribe. Thank you so much for that. But he got to us from your Nine Inch Nails unboxings. Oh really? He was not oh, watching Nine Inch. Nails, as if unboxes. I didn't like this guy enough. Yeah, like there we go, and then he got to us from us from that. So oh, look at that. Well, we right have a, in a viewers, lot of comment already. Right in viewers, so awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much, uh, Isaac, for uh, subscribing and joining. Look at that. I mean, how many YouTube channels they're going to call you out? If you join their live stream. Like we're we're sitting here <laughs> interacting. right. You, yeah, like that's how. <laughs> That's how desperate we are. No, I'm just kidding. Like seriously. No, it's,
2: it's, it's so nice so to much. encounter uh such positivity. Absolutely. Like a, we're we Disney hope night.
1: to continue to entertain you. Um Dave, it's been an absolute pleasure. Like, Likewise. Thank you for letting me go on and on. Oh, he loves
2: Nine of We talked what what's the episode that we talked about nine um, ever? I get a little too drunk and talk all about Nine Inch Nails on episode 26. 26. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, we talk about a lot of other like shit go, too, if but. You're
1: really a not huge Nine Inch Nails fan, which Dave and Moto and, well, oh I am God, too. Oh God, yeah. But Moto and Moto Dave. Moto and I are, are, hard, are hardcore. Hardcore Nine Inch Nails fans. Uh, I actually want to encourage them to start their own Nine Inch Nails. He does, podcast. yeah. Um, Go back She'll and listen like, to remember that, that time episode 26 because it this. is a great conversation.
2: And uh, episode 33, too, we talk a bit more, or I, I, maybe I expound a little bit about some of those uh, unboxing videos. Um, I'm also um, Isaac, I think is the name, right? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I don't have yep. the same screen. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Both Palmer and I are on Twitter. Oh, you're not on Twitter. Yeah. He sorry, said I was not so invite so stuff, you, to
1: yeah. Fuck that then. You don't need that. We'll, we'll, uh, I, am, uh, I do have a Google account at lwsd.palmer, and you have lwsd.dave. Oh, yeah. Right. Which, so you can yes. connect with us on uh, Google mm-hmm. through those accounts as well. So yes, sir. Please and uh, please do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thanks for fun. Uh, but thanks for listening, and uh, hope to see you at the next live event. Probably being yeah. two. Yeah, we had from now.
2: Uh, we had Twinkie, Moto, and Steiner, Double D
1: came back. And Double D he came back. Oh my D's dear back. God! After Buddy Time,
2: yeah, it's
1: crazy. We're right? the luckiest
2: podcasters yeah. in the world. Thanks absolutely. everyone.
1: 2018 is going to be best. the fucking year man we got 2017 done with like we're <laughs> sealing we're sealing that vault we're not going back oh, to that my. year like it's gone we're only looking forward now so uh, i don't know when i listened to our episode
2: from the best of 2016 i was like oh i kind of want to hear some earlier <laughs> palmer's sealing it i'm keeping the door like cracked yeah <laughs> just in case that's awesome. my way
1: well uh thanks so much for listening everyone and uh we will see you on the next episode
2: A lot yes. of our short yeah here's to 2018
1: awesome well, all right drink like thanks again <laughs> all right take care everybody no! And you can go fuck yourself, go fuck yourself, fuck yourself, (laughs) and you suck a dick like that. Yes!